from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yeah, all right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you about a huge scam that happened at our condo? Yes. <laughs> okay. So there's a guy that was living there on the 11th floor. Yeah. And I don't know how he did this, but he put his place up for rent on Kijiji. He was renting the condo himself from somebody who owned it. Okay. And he was going to, I guess, sublet it or whatever and rent it out, and he posted it on Kijiji. Yeah. And over the course of a few months, he had people come by and check out the place. Long story short, one night he threw everything down the chute, mattress and everything, and left. How big is that chute? <laughs> it jammed the thing, like some inflatable mattress. Then oh, okay. the next day, there were about 10 to 15 moving trucks that showed up and 15 families. He had posted and took deposits from every oh. single one of those families. No. The owner had no idea. The property manager had to come <clears throat> the property manager had to come back, put all the families into the theater room. The cops had to show up, calm oh, everybody down. God. The guy oh, left with thirty thousand dollars to Calgary. How do you know to Calgary? First of all, snitch. <laughs> yeah. And also, how do you know all oh, of this information? Please, gossip. Yeah. Gossip. Is, it, I'm, no, is I'm, it everyone I'm in the little... building go- gossiping? No, you there's a small to... circle and I'm in it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Is the circle just you and the security guard? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> no, you don't want to know. Is, is, the, is the circle you and the guy that you split the money with and then he buggered off to Calgary? Oh, no. <laughs> but I always knew something was up because he had a Gucci baseball hat. Is that, is that a sign of a scam artist? I just artist? was like, this guy, how does he have a Gucci baseball hat? Something's wrong with this You're guy. You're so broke, man. Like, you make you make a real good living, okay? You should not be blown away when you see somebody in a Gucci baseball hat. That sh- you should not be like, oh, my God, that guy's loaded. Yeah. Very suspicious. That's a Gucci Tinder baseball. Yeah. right there. Yes. <laughs> so all these families That's a crazy scam. That's a crazy uh, scam. That's so sad. What what happened? Like, did the, the, the owner of the, the owner, owner have, have no to, idea that this guy was doing anything? No, but did he anything? have to, he or she have to show up? He, they, the condo? The, she did show yeah. up, yeah. but she's not responsible for paying these people back. Oh, no. These oh, people are apparently out of the money. You families. gave the money, so there's nothing they can so do. So it was all because it's... Oh, and it's... The people showed up. Like, somebody flew from Belgium to move in that day. Oh, my God. People had their pets and pet crates and everything. No! People were expected to move into that unit. So, but they obviously know who the who the guy is. Yeah, that apparently they're the finding him. Apparently, they have they're uh, they know where he is. Yeah. RCMP or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's a lot of money, right? First oh and last, and God. I and I understand it's like, you know, it's you got to fight in this city to get a place to live, man. And a lot of people, I know, I know people that have gone to rent a place where they go to see it, and you know, if you don't have cash with you, you're probably not getting the place. Like yeah. there, there is no okay. Let me go and talk to my boyfriend, and you know, we'll decide on whether we want this. No, like places just go so mm-hmm. fast. And to me, it sounds like this guy probably put this up as like a really good deal to drum up a bunch of interest. Like it was probably a couple hundred dollars cheaper than what any comparable condo would be. Yeah. And uh, he probably took cash from them all. I, I guarantee you, he took cash from them yeah. all. Hat- Oh, had to. Right? And that's how he afforded the, like, the Gucci hat. But this person, right? Like, the guy that pulled the scam. Yeah. 
you gotta be like you have to know that at some point right yeah like if you're trying to rent out to all these families that they're all going to show up people are going to like they know who you are like you can't just screw off do they though to another province three fake ids yeah do they know who you are they they may not know. Does the guy does the person who even rented him that place know who he is? Probably not. Probably, probably not. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's an incredible scam. I'm not I'm not like in awe, like no, as in impressed. No, 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 no. But that is a that is an incredible, incredible scam. All those families, how many people would you say there were? Like 10 to 10 to 15 families. They had to put them in a separate room. That's like 30 people, huh? It's unbelievable. There was a convoy of trucks. Oh, oh my God. All the moving vans were there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, that's, you know, when this guy gets caught, it's not that's just paying a... back the money. Like, yeah. that's that's got to be jail yeah, time. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's fraud well, the, if they find the guy. Though. The suspicion is he's now doing it. In, like, they're worried he's doing it now in Calgary. Like, right. he flew to, to Calgary and he's going to do it there. Why don't you do, oh my God, why don't you and Matthew do like a podcast, like Only Murders? Oh, but like, yeah. only, only, only swindlers in the building. Yeah. yeah. And you guys, oh, and you, the Gucci hat. Yeah. And you guys do a podcast yeah. where you try and find this guy. Episode one, Gucci hat. Yes. <laughs> why don't you do that? We have a podcast network, Maurice. It's not even like you have to get people to try and listen. Like, yeah. we have a whole, like, a million people download our yeah. stuff a month. <laughs> First guest, the security guard. Yo, yes. Gucci hat, I'm episode you, one. Only swindlers in the building, man. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, can I let me play you this clip of this. Uh, you have it over there. It's of that uh, former Microsoft employee who's getting roasted for a question that he used to ask potential candidates in job interviews. And... People are roasting him, saying, like, you know, it's this kind of thing where people just justify their own salaries and it's an unfair question to ask candidates mm-hmm. and it's not a quiz, it's an interview, all this stuff. So this is a guy that used to, his name is Ryan J. Um, Salva. Mm-hmm. And right now he's the president, uh, the vice president of uh, product at GitHub and he's the oh. former director of product at Microsoft. So two big jobs, mm-hmm. right? This guy's probably interviewed a ton of people before. Now, was he posting this? I haven't heard this, but was yeah. he posting this like, hey, everyone, check this out. I can't believe I asked, like, they had me ask this question. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. He's talking about how this was a great technique that he used to use. Gotcha. Okay. There's been a lot about uh, on, on social media over the last, like, week or so, just people posting, like, what are the what are your, the mistakes you can make on a resume? What are the mistakes mm. you can make? It's just like we're in that sort of lane right now, right, of, gotcha. like, employment, all this other stuff. Uh, so here, so listen to this, listen to this clip, and then you tell me if this is fair, unfair, what you think, and then. And, uh, and then I want to do something. Kind of my icebreaker interview question. I asked them to teach me something new in one minute. I'll give them a second to think about it and start the timer. They're graded on three different criteria. One is completeness. Do they actually finish the lesson inside of one minute? Two is complexity. It's one thing if you teach me how to pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time. It's another thing if you teach me something about 18th century art and its connection to religious trends at the time. And clarity is the last one. Clarity is like, do I actually understand? Did I learn something by the end of the lesson? Did they convey the idea fully and wholly? 
First so, of all, yeah. I ain't getting that job. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I ain't getting that job. So, in a minute? So he, nah, would ask, he would ask somebody, in one minute, teach me something I don't know. And then he would sort of like grade you on those sort of three criteria. So a lot of people have a big problem with this. A lot of people are like, hey, listen, if you are, you know, whatever the job is, right, you yeah. know, this is important to him. Like if the job is you have to teach people things within the company, I mean, this is an important question. But a lot of people are like, this is a game and don't play games with people in their yeah. in their job interview, right? Maybe to see how they deal under pressure, like under that or, kind of stress. I think it's more of a communication thing, right? Like to even just, you know, come up with something quickly. Like Maury, if I asked you to teach me something in one minute that I didn't already know, go. Okay, so Andy Warhol, a famous... <laughs> see, I, that's it, my... Nope. Don't roll your eyes, Marco. I, I'm he not. Put me I, on the spot. No, go ahead, Bro, man. You got 50 seconds to go. Yeah. I know, but he's rolling his eyes. Okay, in my teach, my teach me how to do something. Okay, I, I could teach you how to make a great um, coffee. I already know how to make a great coffee. Teach me something I don't know. Well, you got 30 seconds. I I, the, I failed the interview. Okay, so Andy Warhol was born in Pittsburgh under the name Andrew Warhol. I knew that. Well, that's not my problem that you knew that. <laughs> but, but, but like, Ten, teach me how to do nine, something. Okay, eight, I can teach you how to make a paper seven, airplane. I already know how to make a paper five, airplane. Four, okay, I could... Three, I could teach you. Two, oh, I don't. One. Breathe on a spoon Thank you very much <laughs> for. We'll be in touch. Thank Thanks you for coming uh, in. We'll thank be in you, touch. Mr. Dammit. Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a pleasure having you. I don't know if you are exactly Microsoft material. I can teach you how to tie dye a shirt. Teach, I already know how to tie dye a shirt. Okay, teach me how to tie dye a shirt in one minute. Go. Okay. Let me take my shirt off. No, you don't need to take your shirt off. No, 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 no. It's a job interview. Okay. You are never at Microsoft going to be required to take your shirt off at any point, Mr. Sherman. Okay. You have a bunch, you have a shirt, you crumple it up. Okay. You take elastic bands, you tie them around all, like you make little bunches and you tie, put the elastic band around each bunch. Around what? Around the bunch of shirt cloth. Okay. To create sort of little lumps. Yeah. Then you Ew. have your dye in, <laughs> in a bucket. Okay. So I tie elastics around it until it's in little lumps? And then you put your lumpy shirt in the bucket of okay. dye. And then put it in a bucket. Okay. Full of the dye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then you take the shirt out. Yeah. Um, you let it Ten dry. Seconds, by the way. And then you take right. the lumps out. How do you take the lumps out? What you do you take, take the, the lumps out? You take the elastic bands off, open it up, and then the. That elastic must be a relief. <laughs> and time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. You know what I mean? Job. But like, it's a mic- is- But here's the problem with this, is that it's a Microsoft interview, right? So it's like you can't go into a Microsoft interview doing like, hey, let me let me tell you how to tie dye a shirt, sir. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's a. I don't know. Like First you got to wrap up the lumps, <laughs> right? You tie elastics around it. Okay. It's gonna get lumpy, right? Once it gets lumpy, then you put it in a bucket. <laughs> Thank you for visiting. Uh, I don't know. Where- I don't know if this is the path where we're going to go down, but uh, we appreciate you applying. Uh, good luck in all of your future endeavors. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Episode four of House of the Dragon aired last night. And once again, the Dammits, Dammit Maury and his husband, Dammit Matthew, sat and watched. I'm very much into this show, and I'm only into this show based on the recaps from Damon Moore and his husband, Damon Matthew. Mm-hmm. I have not watched a single frame of this show. Do you understand based on what they're describing now? Because they I, are not like... I'm getting it. They're not... They didn't, you know, spend no. time watching, delving into no. Game of Thrones. No, and I like, understand... This is like their no. first kind of like real experience 
with the franchise. With the world, right? right? Yeah. And, and it's a complicated world. And, and I had said during the entire run of Game of Thrones, when we would talk about that every single week on this show, when, when it first came out, that I loved that show so much and watched it every single week. But as soon as the show finished, if you asked me what happened, I would have no idea. Like, I couldn't describe to you what happened. I knew I just loved it. And so this show, I'm guessing, is as confusing. Because if you remember last week, um, when Dammit Maury and Dammit Matthew sat down to watch um, House of the Dragon, Maury actually put on the new Lord of the Rings show, and they watched that. And Matthew had no idea that he wasn't even <laughs> the right show. So they are back at it again. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah. If it could even be spoiled. Yes. Uh, but this is uh, the Dammit with their recap of House of the Dragon, Episode 4. Okay, are you ready? So it begins with them presenting men to the princess, and they actually presented a child from the house of Lucas backwards. She should just sleep with the knight. Can't she marry the knight? Oh, look at you! Quoting Lady Gaga, Marry the Night. (laughs) (laughs) The king drinks a lot. Yeah, like a party, and all he was talking about was his new tapestry that he made. No, didn't someone want to see the tapestry? I thought he made the tapestry, (laughs) and he was saying, don't you want to see my tapestry? No, the girl said it. Don't you want to see the tapestry? Oh, and then Princess Rihanna and I was talking to Lady Innocent about how much she missed each other. The queen. Was that the queen? Yes, I think so. And they started talking in some language. There was, oh, that's a kitty. <laughs> 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 no, it sounded... I'm not from the medieval times. What is this? Before Christ? Obviously. Like hundreds a- of Well, years. I think it's after the dinosaur age because I think dinosaurs were first. And then maybe they turned into dragons. But I do need to mention, I don't know how things were back then, but like... The king has to request via his staff to have sex with his own wife, and then she's brought in. Like, they don't sleep together. I guess that's how it was back in the day. I don't know. And so at what point in life did it change where you could ask your own wife for relations? 60s, I think. I'm more impressed about the linens. Like, they had a... Te- I think those linens are from Italy. I, yeah, I, the 60s. They look like the Restoration Heart. They're the ones. linens that I want now with the square. With the border in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the street she had two guys. There was lesbians. There was gays. There was... Now I know why this is one of the most watched shows. But I was shocked to see two guys. Good for them. Representation. <laughs> snap, 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 snap okay, for the gays. Snap for the gays. <laughs> okay, and now the bombshell. So Princess Rihanna and then Prince Damon made out in the street G's. Even if you have hots for your niece, you don't do it. You don't act upon it. I think, I don't know, but she clearly had the hots for him too if she went with it. I don't know. I don't, maybe, like, I don't understand. Is, are they really blood related? They are, right? Like, that, he's for sure the uncle. Yes. Then she then, runs back to the well, castle. Well, now she's super I don't blame her. And she wants to do, she wants to have fun with the She lures in the knight. night, the hot night, which finally, that is what's yeah, supposed to happen. The episodes, these episodes are only an hour long and she's slowly taking piece by piece of his armor, armor off. Like if you're a that's knight, that's the foreplay. Back then, that's the foreplay. I know, but if you're if you're a knight and you want to fool around with a girl, it takes forever to take your armor off. Yeah. And then the big finale, the king sends a special tea late at night to the princess Rihanna. Yeah, to get rid of any potential unwanted pleasantries. He assumes she's pregnant. Yeah, I think so. Because back in you know, there's no condoms back in those days. But she doesn't need to drink the tea because they didn't have sex. But they don't know life. that. 
She only had it with the knight, but she could still be pregnant with the knight's baby. What a dramatic episode! Wow! Oh, look at this! They're into it! They're into it! Does Matthew think that there was a time on Earth when dragons existed? Yes. Yeah, it was after the dinosaurs. Right, right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, here we are. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, my God. Question. Yeah. How long do you think it takes for the asparagus pea smell to make it out of your system? Like to go away? Uh, oh, not long. I, I say 12 done, hours. From the time that I had asparagus last night yeah. with my dinner, Yeah. the smell, I've done uh, four peas since then. You've done four peas? Who says I've done four peas? I've peed four times. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's a very odd way to say I've peed peed four times. Yeah, I've 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 done four peas. That's like what you say when you're talking about a dog. So I've done four peas. Yeah. And the smell is still there. Yeah, after four peas. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I haven't had asparagus in a very long time, but I have that thing that you have where it does affect the the smell of my pee. I I always thought that it was like a 12-hour thing. Like, I don't know. Am I wrong about that? 12? Yeah. I got to wait till tonight? No, that's 24 hours. Oh, 12. Yeah. I thought it should have been out of you by now or at least soon. Oh, or yeah, at least for soon. sure. I just went to pee. Yeah. I just did a pee. Yeah. It's <laughs> so weird. Who's, who talks like that? I just did a pee. I just did a pee. Who says that? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, is, I, is that what they say when you have kids? I don't even maybe, remember that. Because I think my five-year-old says it. Right. Or like when, I did you, a pee. Or when you're when you're talking, like when you come home and you got a baby and you look at the person you're you're with and you're like, did they did they did they do a poo? Yeah. Right? I think that's what it is. But you don't say that about yourself. I did a poo. Right? Who says that? What adult no, says I, that about themselves? Because of the five-year-old, yeah. Yes. Like, Daddy, where are you going? Uh, where, where, where were you just now? I'm like, yeah. oh, I had to go do a poo. Yeah, no. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. It's part of the vocab. It's, it's not, but you've so, got to get out of that, though, I know, man. I know. Okay. It's weird this, when you're grown and you say that. Because then this happens, right? What is it, Shem? Uh, you should know that according to healthclevelandclinic.org, yeah. uh, asparagus pee will show up between 15 and 30 minutes after eating said, uh-huh. said vegetable and could last up to 14 hours. 14. Yeah, I said around 14. 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. You get a bunch of time left there. Yeah. <laughs> so Do you imagine if all the food you ate made your pee smell like it? Smell like it? Yeah. Or gave it a smell. <laughs> yeah. Well, because to me, asparagus because pee sort of smells like asparagus. Does it? No. Yeah. You don't think so? Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. Not mine. No. It's a very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I had eaten asparagus for like my whole life. Yeah. And I only noticed the smell like maybe 10, 11 years ago. Really, huh? Mm-hmm. When Jenna mentioned it, she's like, does your pee smell after eating asparagus? And I was like, yeah. I never noticed. And it was ever since then. I always notice now. Every single time. Never notice before? Never notice. No. That's super weird. No. Maybe I didn't eat as much asparagus as I do now. Yeah. That's very weird, dude. I don't know about that. But yeah, I think you got a couple hours left, according to uh, Shem and Google, after eating asparagus and doing a pee. (laughs) 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 The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Ra 
Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Susan, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. So, Susan, uh, where and when does your Hell of a Story take place? Roz, I'm uh, a teacher of 19 years, so I've got quite a few uh, Hell oh, of a Story. This is a right. This is a back to school Hell oh, of a Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm letting some secrets out. Okay, okay. now when you say you got lots of stories, like give us a couple examples of lots of stories before we get to your hell of a story. So let's start at my first year of teaching, uh, four months in. Parent mentions in a parent council meeting that I had a great rap. Oh my God, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. So yeah. you're in a parent-teacher, there's other people in the room too, like like other so parents? this is like a parent council meeting with like, par- like a, you know, a council. So there's like principal, vice principal. Oh, okay. everybody. Okay. How did that come up, your boobs? It was Christmas time and apparently he was playing Santa. And at this point, obviously four months in, I had no idea who he was. Right. My students are like, Miss, you know, you go tell Santa what you want for Christmas. You know, they're like in the second grade. So I'm like, no, it's okay. It's just for you. And they're like, no, miss, go, go. So I did. and But I did one of those like not complete sit on his lap. You know, when you have like a creepy uncle <sighs> that you don't really want to sit on their lap. So I just kind of did one of those, you know, half sitting, standing things. And yeah. I asked him for a car. Yeah. And then a few days later, he's in the council complaining about how his knees are hurting all these kids sitting on his lap. But at oh, least so-and-so has a great rack. Oh, my God. So Jeez. it made it worth it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I heard about it. And I had to, like, pull him into the office and have him write a letter of apology. All within form. They didn't teach me this in teacher's college. They no. Didn't prepare me. Uh, no. No. Not at all. He's out there saying this stuff while he's got to represent, like, Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, that guy's going to get a, a lump of coal from Santa. <laughs> and his wife was in the meeting at the time as well. Oh, jeez. So, for the next, like, you know, years that I worked at that school, she could not make eye contact with me. Neither could like, he. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's a great example okay. of a hell of a story. Oh, wow. But what is your actual hell of a story, Susan? So a couple of years back, springtime, after school, about 3.30. School yard's pretty much cleared out. We've got, like, a few pretty kids hanging out in the school yard next to the gym, you know, so staff are getting ready to go home pretty quiet office is finally calm we've got the secretary doing her thing custodians are you know sweeping up sure and uh, all of a sudden you hear a sound over the pa system what sound um the sound of two adults really enjoying their time together oh what <laughs> okay okay and this yeah. is going over the pa system through the entire school over the pa system you hear moaning and <gasps> groaning and Lots of sounds that you don't normally hear in an elementary school over the PA system. Uh huh. Okay. And at that point, you're <laughs> obviously that. looking around. And are people reacting? What are people saying? What oh, What are the looks God. on people's faces? Like jumping up out of their classrooms into the hallway. The principal is like losing her mind. She's jumping up. She the first PA system, first of all, is in the office. So that's the first place they look, right? They start to check the PA. They're like, where is this coming from? Trying to check the buttons. She runs out into the hallway. The secretary's still fiddling with the PA system. At this point, you've got the custodians in the hallway going, what the heck is going on? Yeah. She's it coming from the gym. So she's like, get the keys. So they're trying to find the gym keys because the PA system in the gym is locked in a cabinet. Oh, no. At this point, it's, yeah, it's a few minutes of like moaning, right? So they're like, oh, my. Everyone is freaking out. Freaking out, but laughing at the same time. Because like, 
things happen, yeah, but yeah. this is not one thing you expect to happen. So she make they they run. I don't think they've ever run this fast in their life. To the gym, to the cabinet, finally get it open, and they could see who's hooked up to the Wi-Fi. So it's the kids outside of the gym who are watching. <gasps> no! Oh, no! 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 no. They're using the school's Wi-Fi? And it it hooked up to the school's Wi-Fi. Oh, no. Yeah. 13-year-olds are so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, and real, is this a Catholic school? By chance? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's okay. I mean, like, you know. Oh, my goodness. So who caught the kids first? The, well, she waited, right? So she saw who it was, and then um, she waited for the next day to, like, well, she had to compose herself, right? To talk to the student and, you know, explain what happened. They were obviously mortified, right? And thank God this kid was on their way out anyway, so um, they didn't have to face. Like out of the out of the school or to hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. God was like, yo, I'll move you to the front of the line for this one. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Susan, your hell of a story is that at your Catholic elementary oh. school, a couple of kids were uh, caught watching explicit material on their phone, which they hooked up to the school's Wi-Fi. Which was then... Unknowingly (laughs) having the audio play through through the PA system so the entire school heard. Yeah. That is a hell of a story. And let's not forget that this all started with you saying that uh, at one time during a parent-teacher conference, one of the parents stood up and said that you had a great rack. So, (laughs) I mean... Four months into my teaching career. Four months. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, we need to have a talk. Yeah, that uh, that is a hell of a story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love care. you guys. Love oh you God, too. Love Bye-bye. you too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello? Yo, Justin. Hey. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Whoa. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm just at work with her. Oh, no. Are you with a client right now? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh sorry. Uh, Justin is a personal trainer. He works at a gym. Okay. okay? Yeah. So you're with your client. Um, can you... Can you just tell your client to do like 50 more reps while we talk? <laughs> yeah, let me just turn the music off just so you guys can hear me clear. All right, so uh, Justin DM'd us, and yeah. he has a riddle he would like to throw at Dan Mori to try okay. to figure out. Oh, right. Uh, Justin, oh, yeah. anytime you're ready, go ahead. All right. So you enter a room. There are two dogs, four horses, one giraffe, and a duck lying on the bed. Three hens fly over a chair. How many legs are on the floor? That's a lot well, you're to remember. You're going to have to say it again. You think Maury's going <laughs> to remember all this, bro? <laughs> Maury looks so confused right now. Okay, Maury. Okay. Yeah. So you enter a room. Yeah. In this room, there are two dogs, four horses, one giraffe, and a duck lying on a bed. Three hens fly over a chair. How many legs are on the floor? Four. Try again. Because I, I think the riddle is you mentioned a chair, and chairs often yes. have four legs. If okay. that's not the answer, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, twelve, sixteen, eighteen, 18, 
20. Then there's 20 legs. If there's not four, <laughs> then there's 20. So where did you get that answer from? Why do you... Because you walked in the room, you have two legs. Okay. Y- usually. Um, <laughs> then there's the two dogs. <laughs> yeah. Unless that's the riddle. Yeah. Um, then there's two dogs, which is eight legs. Yeah. Then there was four horses, which is like four, 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 four. And then there was one giraffe, which has two legs. So it's 20 legs. And I didn't count the uh, ducks or whatever because they flew. Yeah. Can I just, real quick, I just want to yeah. help you out, bro. Yeah. Uh, giraffes have four legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they? I thought two of the legs are up higher. What, like a T Rex? <laughs> <laughs> the giraffes I've seen have Lori, two Draw small. a giraffe right now. Okay. <laughs> I need to see what this looks like. Draw a giraffe right now. Okay. <laughs> I think you're right. It would look like it would a T Rex. It would look like a T Rex. Completely. Just with no arms. Yeah. yeah. That's a person. You <laughs> just drew a stick, man. Okay, give, give us the answer. Again, so two dogs, so now, four horses, one 22. giraffe, and a duck lie on the bed. Three hens fly over a chair. How many legs are there on the floor? 22. Because I'm adding two legs to the giraffe. Okay. Oh, okay. Quite I can see, giraffe. Shem, don't say anything. I can see Shem shaking his head and mouthing the answer right now. Justin, would How you like to tell Dan and Maury? Or Maury, would you like to try again? The answer is not 22, Wait, by the way. You walk into a room. Okay. So do yep. this math as you go. Yeah, you walk into a room. Yeah, that's two legs right there. Cool. Yep. You see four dogs. Two no, dogs. Two dogs. Two, sorry, two dogs. That's sorry. I meant four legs per dog. That's eight legs. Mm-hmm. Eight. That's okay. ten legs right there. Yeah. Then you see four horses. Horses. Four legs per horse. Thank you. <laughs> four and no, four, man, two. eight, twelve. Then 16, 1, 2, 3, 4, 16. Yeah. So that's now 26 legs. Yeah. And then a giraffe has four. 26, 27, 28. Okay, sorry. And what about the duck? They're, they were flying. You said they're flying over a chair. No, those are the three hens. Oh, crap. I forgot the four legs on the chair. 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. But did you count the duck? No, they were flying. Okay. Oh, no. The duck. The duck. Oh, sorry. Okay. Ducks have two. So 33, 34. 35 legs. Maury, guess what? What? You are incorrect. Oh, it's <laughs> such a troll. Don't Maury, Maury was so hopeful. I Justin, know. I wish you could have seen Maury's face. He lit up just I now. I know. Uh, Justin, you want, you want to tell Maury the answer, please? All right. Maury, the answer is... Where'd he go? Or in the... Uh, your, oh, my your God, phone, your phone's cutting phone out. Your phone's literally bro, cut out. Bro, take us off speaker. Sorry. Talk on the phone right now. Take us off speaker. Take us off speaker. Can you hear me now? Yes. There we go. Okay. Explain to Maury. How many legs are on the ground? The answer is 10. How do you figure? Well, so you have the first part, right? So you walk into a room, there's two legs, right? Yeah. All those animals, your messed up giraffe with two legs, your dogs, your duck, they're all on the bed, which the bed has four legs. And then you have the chair, which has four legs. You never said they were all on the bed. Yeah, you did. did. Two ducks, four horses, one giraffe, and a duck lie on the bed. Oh, because you, oh, it's all in the wording. <laughs> That's usually how riddles work. <laughs> so it's the bed, chair, and you. Ten there legs. You go. Yeah, right on, man. Justin, thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha show. Thank you for reaching out. We definitely appreciate your support. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Um, hands down, pants down, it's Roz. You got hey! it. Hey! All right, get back to work. <laughs> awesome. Take care, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hello, Becky. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you, Becky, with the good hair? I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Why you, uh, why you want to be a part of Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life? I am a broke-ass teacher, and I need your help as soon as possible. Oh, wow. You wrote it says, uh, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. It's my boyfriend's birthday coming up, and I want to get him the best gift ever. The problem is I am a dirt broke teacher. How can I show him how much I love him without breaking the bank? Making a meal or getting him a nice car just doesn't feel like enough. Hmm. How long, Becky, have you been uh, with this guy? Um, about a year now. Oh, okay. But what's wrong with making a meal then at home well, and doing it up real that's... nice? Well, that's something I do all the time. I guess I just wanted to do something different and something special, you know? Okay. Yeah. Like, wh- like, what is he? What is he expecting? He's not expecting anything. Is the thing, but oh, okay. that just doesn't cut it for me. Gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So you've obviously spent some time with this, right? You you already cook a great meal. You've already done all this stuff. So none of that feels special, right? What right. do you have available to you that you can give him? that costs you nothing? That's a good question. (laughs) I guess that's why I'm trying to call you guys. I want to be creative. I'm a very creative person, but Mm -hmm. I'm just coming out stumped here. So I want to do something special and surprise him and make sure he's not expecting it. Like, where does your head go when you think of something awesome I can do that costs me very little? Where does your head go? Well, we like to go on adventures and do things together. So I'm trying to think, you know, how can we get out in Toronto and do something special that doesn't totally break the bank, which feels like an impossible task these days. Okay, but what are the things that you guys have done so far as a couple uh, after dating for a year? Well, we love to go to concerts. We go for lots of walks and get out of town and stuff. But, you know, these are things we do all the time, you know, and... I want to do something different. Can you go for a walk in a place that you haven't gone yet? Like outside of the city? I guess we could do that. I live in Guelph and he lives in Toronto, but he's such a Toronto guy that, you know, staying in the city would be ideal, I think, for him on his birthday. Or like plan a picnic. Can you pick up like a bottle of wine and like do a nice picnic in the park? Yeah, I guess that would cut it. (laughs) Is he into role playing? Uh, Oh, God, we've never done that. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I think that when you have those conversations with people, it sort of opens it up a little bit. Like, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the, the the key to a successful a successful gift. But I think that when it comes to creativity, uh, when it's with somebody you love, I think that you know you should open yourself up to new lanes, if that makes sense. Um, you know, your head is going, you know, go for a walk, go for a picnic. Um, but I really think that you should be going. You know, what is something that is just so far out of my wheelhouse, but would be so awesome for both of us. Mm. Now, Becky, so you guys have been together for a year, um, so you've celebrated your birthday together, right? Right, but that was only a couple weeks into us dating, so we didn't really, yeah, this is kind of the first bigger birthday. Like, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are, you know, just thinking other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think you do. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what your world is like. I don't know, you know, sort of. You okay, know, what hold your, on. What your relationship is like? Hold on, I got a sidebar. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Ron. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bleep it. You mean like? No, I oh. just mean like I just oh. mean like regular, like doing something maybe a little different. I'm not oh. saying that oh. different. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. I mean, I don't think she. You know, listen. There's there's broke ass teachers and then there's broke ass teachers. Okay. okay. We're not okay. we're not we're not setting up the cameras in the bad lighting for this. Okay. Um. But but you know. But but I think that. But I think that that is. You know. You know. I think intimacy. I always lean towards intimacy as as opposed to something that is. Um, a little bit more practical, right? Like I think that time alone and time like privately and, and just, you know, having a moment to do something where you guys never have the moment to do and, and whether it's sex or whether it's something else, I just think that, you know, the, the, the impact of a great gift that doesn't have to cost a lot to me revolves around, um, you know, making up for the things that you are unable to do because life is so crazy. So whether that is, you know, renting a, you know, terrible motel out in the middle of nowhere just because it's awesome and buying a six pack of terrible beer and a bucket of fried chicken you know that whole date is going to cost you about $150 and then you guys have like wild crazy sex and all this other stuff like I don't know what that looks like for you you know it's going to look different for other people but I think like getting some sort of adventure like that uh, will probably be worth it yeah and we love adventure so I think that is awesome advice yeah, there you go. See, easy. All right, easy. <laughs> and forget that other stuff that I said. Then, if that's <laughs> yeah. not your thing, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just All forget right, that part. Uh, thank you so much for for reaching out. All right, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. So Tiff is in full effect right now. Toronto International Film Festival, and all the stars are visiting Toronto to talk about and promote all their big movies. We got uh, Damon Mori and Deepa out mm-hmm. there covering off all the red carpets. And Deepa yeah. has gone viral, y'all. Oh, nice. Yes. Deepa has gone viral for her participation on the red carpet of The Woman King. Which is, who's in that? John Boyega. Yeah, nice. Big stars. Viola Davis. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey was also on that red carpet. Nice. The current TikTok. It's doing well. Yeah, the current TikTok, we're almost at half a million views. Mm-hmm. Really? 467,000 wow. to be exact. Big stars Yay. on a carpet. That's what you get. 69,000 <laughs> likes. There we go. And then, and then thousands upon thousands of just straight up comments. It's great. But it's not for what... Um, it's for the content, oh. but not the content that you would think. It's not the interviews? It's not the interviews. Oh. So Diva's trying to talk to John Boyega, Viola Davis, and Oprah Winfrey okay. and gets rejected by all three oh, of them. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, fire. no. And I don't know if the reason why is because in what she was saying to them. Oh. And this is definitely the reason why this video has so many views so many likes and so many comments okay listen to the questioning from deepa okay to john by john boyega yeah viola davis yeah and oprah winfrey okay john would you like to answer a fan question from my box it's magical excuse me no hey john Hey, John. Bye, John. Would you like to reach into my magic box of questions? Okay. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Violet. Viola? No! Oprah, Oprah. Would you like to answer a question from my magic box? They're fan questions. No? Okay, Oprah. Oprah, what's your favorite color? Do you like dogs or do you like cats? She declined me. I'm going to go home and cry. 
I don't feel it. You look kind of confused. John, would you like to answer a fan question from my box? It's magical. <laughs> what? What? Like, I'm literally holding a box and I'm like, hey, do you want to answer fan questions from this magic box of questions? Yeah. Like, um, Shem, care to read some of the uh, the comments? Sure. And maybe, Deepa, mm -hmm. you may understand why this video okay. is going viral. Caroling uh, wrote, who is going to tell Deepa what a magical box really is? <laughs> too innocent to know. Uh, Min Dong says, haha, if this is going to be a series, maybe don't tell people to go into my magical box. Danny Lane says, Deepa girl, you never ask someone to do anything with your box out and open like that. <laughs> what do you mean? Someone else says, what would the law say? And another person says, from Adam says, I wish Deepa asked me this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. John, so? would you like to answer a fan question from my box? It's magical. <laughs> I I Deepa still girl. don't get it. Girl. Like, okay, that's fine. No, what we know. Listen, Deepa, the the fact that you don't get it is what makes you so wonderful. First of okay. all, okay. Okay. Um, I'm certainly not going to be the one to tell you. I'm not saying anything. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Mm -mm. But there is a reason, Deepa, that you on a red carpet asking people if they would like to uh, uh, read something from your magic box, mm -hmm. uh, that that is designed, that will go viral. Like, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not surprising at all. I don't think that this would have done well had you talked to Oprah. <laughs> to, be, should I, to, to, should to, I... to be honest with you. Should yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, don't, just, okay. well, just don't read it out loud. Just mm. read it to yourself. Okay. Wait, one second. Yeah. Just John, sort of would you like to answer a fan question from my box? It's magical. <laughs> okay. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Deepa Prashad, you asked that question to John Boyega, Viola Davis, and the great Oprah Winfrey. How did I not get kicked off the John, would you like to answer a fan question from my box? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, I Yo. think Vamp Mori is going to be sleeping in his car for the rest of the week. Oh. Actually, no, rest of the month after he tried you... to prank his husband, Dammit Matthew, and it went very, very wrong. You know when the group chat gets a little too wild, right? You know when something goes wrong in the group chat? <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is right? a prime uh, okay. example. So, so. <laughs> I sent through a video, right? And I had watched this video over and over and over again because I found this video hysterical. Yeah. It's a video where a guy pranks his brother, right? I think that's who it was. Does yes. he prank his brother? Uh -huh. And the prank goes, he goes into his brother's bathroom, who's obviously a neat freak, and he takes like this really thick like orange juice and he sprays it all over the toilet to make it look like somebody went in there who just like and they just whiz disregard for anything just whizzed everywhere like on the back of this seat like all of this stuff and then he filmed his brother's reaction and it's the greatest reaction to a prank ever pretend to pee all over your sassy brother's toilet this is him spraying all over the toilet filming it it just looks a mess What? You are a dog! Are you what? You are disgusting! Do you even drink water? What is wrong? You are a f***ing pee! From now on, if you want to go to the toilet in my house, you sit on the f***ing toilet seat! When you dance, 
Okay, and you have to understand, like, it's bright orange, right? Like, that's yeah. why I said, like, you need some water because the guy looks, looks like the most dehydrated person in the world finally like you peed. Need medical attention. So I, I send this, and then I and then I just say, hey, more, I'll give you 10 bucks if you do this, right? Not thinking it was like 10 o'clock at night or whatever, not thinking that Maury would do it. And then, uh, and then the next thing we know, uh, Maury sends through a video where I don't know where you got that juice, man. I got it from the, the, it was an orange smoothie. Is that what? Oh, oh you oh, smoothie? Oh, oh, oh. Ew. Okay. Tick. So, Tick smoothie. So, so Maury then like slathers it all over. And you know how Matthew feels about his bathroom, right? Oh. Like Maury's not even allowed to use the sink in the bathroom. It's got to be pristine. It's a Matthew and Matthew only. Yes, right? So, uh, so did you, where did you set up the camera, Maury? In the shower. Okay. And then Matthew, like you walked in and got his reaction kind of thing to you. No, I, I did. I did the mess. Yeah. And then I went and continued working on the computer. Yeah. And knowing that he was about to go to the door. Right. To get his, his food. And you, um, you were expecting what kind of reaction? Exactly what we heard from the other guy. Okay. So this is Maury making a mess. Oh. <laughs> it's like a... What the f*** is this? <laughs> Maury, now, get over here. <laughs> what? What the f*** is this? I went pee. <laughs> Your pee is not that color. What the f***? What the f*** is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you talking about? I had a lot of orange juice today. You better f***ing that up right now. <laughs> Isn't toilets your job? I will f***ing murder you. <laughs> oh my that god. Right now. Say please. No. <laughs> then I'm not doing it. I will cut your <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm cleaning. <laughs> Can I just say? Isn't toilets your job? <laughs> when you know somebody so well yeah. that even in their most aggravated moment, you can still push them farther, isn't toilets your job? Yeah. <laughs> That's so rude. What the f is this? Maury, now get over here. <laughs> what? What the f is this? I went pee. <laughs> <laughs> So Your confident. pee is not that color. What the f***? What the f*** is wrong with you? What are you talking about? I had a lot of orange juice today. You better f***ing that up right now. <laughs> Isn't toilets your job? <laughs> I will f***ing you in your seat. Go clean that up right now. Say please. No. Then I'm doing it. I will cut your f*** off. I'm cleaning. <laughs> Now, did he, because I always, I'm always uh, uh, taken aback when somebody says, I understand when somebody goes, oh my God, I'm going to kill you. Like how many times has Matthew said, oh my God, I'm going to kill you? Oh, hundreds like hundreds. It's when, it's when somebody gets so specific as to say, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's like, you thought about this yeah. now. Yo, that's what love looks like. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Yes, 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 yes. We got you covered. Trying our best, at least. Uh, Deepa Prashad and uh, David Mori out there covering TIFF, the red carpets. Trying to talk to all the celebs. Is it crowded on the carpets this year? Or no, you got a little breathing room. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all that was going to change after COVID. I thought they were going to give you guys a little bit of space. No? No, no, they're packing us in. Really, huh? God. Um, Here's a question for each of you, David Mori, Deepa, and also Roz for you, yeah. because you used to cover uh, red carpets for 20 Many plus years, years 25, yeah. more than 25 years, a lot, right? A lot of years. Um, waiting on the red carpet, until, and it's never a guarantee that you're going to talk to a celebrity, right? 
Yeah. What is the the average amount of time that you're waiting before the celeb gets there? Oof. What are the rules now? When do they have the... So they give you a list, right? They send out like a grid and it says, you have to show up at this time. You're allowed to wander around a little bit, but then yeah. like the carpet gets locked down and then there's a waiting period and then there's talent arrival. You have to arrive an hour before the carpet locks. Okay. Oh, wow. So if the carpet locks at 4.30, you're yeah. there at 3.30. And then what Wait, time what? does talent arrive? I've been arriving 15 minutes before. No, the <laughs> carpet, really? You don't have yeah, to. Yeah. The carpet, like they, they open it an hour before. You can arrive an hour, up to an hour before, not before that. Right. And then oh. how long are you? Uh, how long are you on the carpet? Usually before the talent shows up. So carpet locks technically, I think, 10 to 15 minutes before talent arrives. But then you know that talent's not going to arrive until like an hour after yeah, they say yeah. they're going to arrive. So, so. so from so what's the total time now um, to get like one interview with somebody? How long are you on that carpet for? Would you say? I want to say like maybe up to two hours. Yeah, more. That's never a guarantee. What's right? the what's yeah. what's what's your longest yeah, about so far? The same, about the same. Two and hours. And then I find right? it hilarious. Like last night, the movie starts at let's just say six p.m. Yeah. At like five fifty, they're still taking pictures. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they and then they blow by everybody because they got to go in because the movie's yeah, sure. got to start on time <laughs> and like all this. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. Oh man. man. So Joe Jonas is in town. He's in a new movie called Devotion, which is out on uh, November 11th, and uh, Deepa was out there on the red carpet. And also, uh, so not only to talk to Joe Jonas about the movie, but Deepa being a Jonas Brothers fan as she's growing (laughs) up, how could you not help but fangirl? I know. When Joe Jonas is standing in front of you. Because, yes, you got to talk about the movie that he's there to promote, but in your mind, Deepa, all you want to do is talk to him about Jonas Brothers That's stuff. all I wanted. Yes, welcome to TIFF. How has it been treating you so far? It's been amazing. I mean, what an experience. This is my first proper TIFF going to uh, everything and doing so much, and it's overwhelming at times, but I couldn't be happier to be here with such a film like Devotion. I'm so proud of the work everyone's done, and I can't wait to see it. I mean, I'm a massive Jonas Brothers fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying so hard not to fango right now. But what can you tell us about new music from the Jonas Brothers? We're, you know, we're, we're always working on stuff. I mean, we got shows coming up. We were playing Global Citizen in New York City in a week's time. And then after that, we've got some more Vegas shows. We have a, um, a, show, a couple in Mexico. So we're pretty busy, actually, for the rest of the year. But music, new music's always on our mind. So are you going to let me in on any secrets, or are you leaving me with just music is on your mind? I don't want to get you too hoped up, uh, get your hopes up too much uh, before the, the time <laughs> is right, but we're working on it. Is he done yeah. with DNCE? Oh, yeah. No, you know what? I saw something recently. I forgot about where that, Where he was still like. Yeah. No, I know, but he was still like hanging out with them and like doing stuff. And I think, I can't remember if they said that they were. Still a band and still trying to yeah. do stuff. That was a big stuff. song, Kicked by the Ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew what it meant, right? No. no I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When, you, when somebody says that, you know what that means, right? Yeah, it means you, you should not be saying it on the radio right now. And, and don't, don't, don't be looking it up okay? right now either. Uh, this is more with... You know what uh, that means, right? Deepa and Joe Jonas on the red carpet last night for the movie Devotion. Now, I actually did collect some fan questions. Feel free to answer. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. All right, let's see. All right. As you get older, do you get more or less antisocial? I think I'm getting less antisocial. <laughs> My bubble gets smaller. I think the pandemic did that to me. The friends I really do care about, I have like fewer and fewer, but it, uh, the friendships are greater and greater, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
so you you really more focus on spending time with the people that matter and like let some people do it a lot here and there. Yeah, I mean, I, I love meeting new people, but your circle, you know, it's tight. You don't get a lot of free time, and I want to spend more time at home, and so. Yeah. I gotta say, all this amazing cast, I love spending time with. That that, that goes hands down. Yeah. Well, you like meeting new people. You met me today. Hopefully, go. that was pleasant. Good to meet you. <laughs> You've been trying to become best friends with Joe Jonas. I was so desperate. I'm not gonna lie. What about me? What about me? Uh, Joe Jonas is in a new movie called Devotion, out on November 11th. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What was I just listening to? Hold on here. There's something I was just listening to. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Your bones. I, no, I read something that I then I had it, it stuck in my head. What did you send me today, more? National I, the Kings. Um, no, not the King stuff. No, Taylor Swift. No, not Taylor Swift. Oh no, it was the bloody theme for the Golden Girls. What? Oh, yeah, more. Thank you for being a friend. That's the one. Yeah. Why? Because I, I just listened to it because it was the. I guess it's what is it the anniversary or something like that today? It the Golden Girls today, like four hundred years ago. Thank you for being oh. What's that? What's this? Yeah, what's this version? That's not the version. That sounds like that's the uh, that's like the Billie that. Eilish version. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm just looking in here. I thought that they, that uh, it was sent in. No, oh no 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 no. Uh, Why are you listening to that song? Well, because it's thirty. What is it? Thirty-seven years ago. Can you believe that? That the Golden Girls came on nineteen eighty-five. Mm. That's crazy to me. And the only cast member left is Mario Lopez. Is who? Mario Lopez. Who's Marielle Lopez? Mario. Oh, Lopez. Mario. Why do you say it like it's a lady's name? Why do you say Marielle Lopez? That's what I thought you said. I was like, which one was that? I'm like, who the hell is Marielle Lopez? Marielle Lopez. Who? Who did she play on the Mario show? Mario Lopez. Say it again. Mario Lopez. Mario. Mario Lopez. Not Mario Lopez. Oh, Mario. Oh, A.C. Slater? Lopez. Yeah, he played the character. Why named... didn't you just say Slater from Save Out of Hell? <laughs> so everybody knows. real name, God forbid. Okay, so, so what did he do on the show? He played Mario. Mary. <laughs> he's, he's perfect now. Perfect now. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> so how old would he have been on that show, though? Like 10? Like 12 or so. He played, oh, who did he play? He played, I believe it was B. Arthur's son. Really, huh? He came to stay with them for a while. But B. Arthur was like 100 on that show. Yeah. And she was, and oh, he was 10? Oh, sorry. B. Arthur was the grandmother. Yeah. It was B. Arthur's daughter's okay. son. So right. why don't you just say B. Arthur's grandson? <laughs> <laughs> God, man. I know, I know. I watched the... I know, Jesus, man. I watched the, the first episode of that Abbott Elementary School last night. Oh, show. and what'd you yeah, think? It was I good. Know Shem, Shem yeah, really liked that yeah, show, and they really... picked up uh, some Emmys the other night. They picked up a ton. It was... Because uh, I thought I had... Because I had never heard of it before, mm -hmm. right? One of those shows... And, and oftentimes the Emmys do that. Like, do you remember the Emmys? Was it the Emmys or the Golden Globes? Where Fleabag won, and everybody was like, "What in the hell is Fleabag?" I think it was, I think it was Golden Globes. Golden Globes, uh -huh. and then and then everybody was like, they went on Prime and they watched Fleabag, and they were like, "This is the greatest show." And then they all realized that it was actually like it was done five years before, and they weren't making any more oh, after geez. the after those two seasons. Hmm. Um, so you watched how many episodes? Just uh, one? We, yeah, we got through one. Are they long? Are they thirty two? Or no, they're hour? quick. They're super quick because oh, it's a network. Right. It's a network yeah. sitcom, right? Okay, twenty minutes or something. Yeah, like maybe maybe I think it's twenty on, uh, minutes. In Canada, it's on Disney Plus now. I Watch the weird, I watched the weirdest show on Netflix. So I'm a huge fan of Rowan Atkinson and Mr. Bean. Yeah. Right. So oh, I watched no. I watched Man vs. B. Uh huh. My and, son wants okay? to see that. Because that we watch show. it, we watch Bro. a trailer and he's yeah. like, he wants to watch Man so vs. B. It's so it's so weird. What do you mean? So Man vs. B, right? It's yeah. a show, uh -huh. but it's basically a movie. Okay. It is a movie. It's like two hours or whatever, like a little over 90 minutes. 
And all the episodes? No, and they've just chopped it up into a show. Oh, Each there's there's like one ep- there's one episode that's eleven minutes long. They all are. Oh, yeah. Why'd they do that? I don't know. I don't know why they did it. But all the episodes are available. They're all available. But so it's, why don't it, they just make it a movie? I don't know what they did. I think, I think people, if you made it a movie, people wouldn't watch it as much as tricking people to watch a 10-minute episode. I, Maybe? Yeah, yeah. But I had no idea. So we're like watching an episode, and I got up to go to the fridge and get a drink, and uh-huh. like a new episode had started. Oh. It is was, it like, it's so, good, though. It's so is good. It? Is oh it dumb? Oh, my God. It's so dumb. So from what, what I understand, yes. Mr. not Mr. Bean, but Rowan Atkinson. You can call Atkinson. him Mr. Bean. It's so fine. Mr. Bean... He is house sitting. Yes, right? he, he's for a somebody... professional house sitter. Uh-huh. So he works for a company that when rich folk go on vacation, yes. he shows up and he sits their house. And then like a bee enters the home. And yes, he, the, but the, the whole backstory is episode th- is that he is yes he or the whole show is right. him trying to get rid of the bee. From yes, the bee followed the him to the house. Yeah, he um he is uh, he's obsessed with the bee. Right. And for some weird reason, like everything Rowan Atkinson done is like Mr. Bean. Right. Yeah. So for some weird reason, you know, he thinks that but he he wants to be out of the house. But then he realizes that he doesn't want to kill the bee, which is so stupid. Uh So he catches like I'll give you an example. He catches the bee in the oven. And instead of turning the oven on and incinerating the bee, he removes the oven from the wall and brings it out to the backyard. (laughs) That's too much. (laughs) Come on. Mr. Bean, nah, man. Right, no. um, but yeah, as Maury said, I think that the like the bee followed him there, and then they do this like backstory where he's got like he's got like a daughter, and things aren't well at home for Mr. Bean, and oh, like all the no. and, like all this other stuff. But the weirdest thing is, is that because I'm such a fan of Mr. Bean, it's weird to hear Rowan Atkinson talk. Oh yeah, because no, because but if you Mr. Bean Love never Actually, did. He talks in Love Actually. Uh, I got every every damn moment. Any anything. This is Maury's motto in life. Anything you can say, I can insert Love Actually mm-hmm. into, you, the, into oh the conversation. Sorry, uh, but you yes. brought up you never heard Rowan Atkinson talk. I'm just saying. No, I said I, I, I never said I never heard it. I said it's weird to hear him talk. And, and I said, but if you liked Love Actually, it was, would be weird in Love Actually as well. Sure, but you heard him talk there. Well, maybe I don't remember because I've blacked that movie out like a lot of other horrible <laughs> things that have happened to me in my life. Read my book. It's all about that. I blocked out <laughs> terrible things that happened to me and I write a list about it and uh, and Love Actually is on that list. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, did you see that clip of uh, Prince Charles freaking out on a pen? Oh my God. <laughs> such, it's like such an old guy thing to do, huh? But, there's, but there's a, there was another clip too that, that didn't have any sound. So when he's like signing the document uh-huh. um there what was happened a, with there, the pen anyway Why i guess so it was i don't it? know i think it was leaking or it's like not his favorite kind of pen i don't even know um so i get, there's one moment where uh he was signing it and you can see in this one video where they they have a tray like it's a special royal tray where they present him his pens mm-hmm. and somebody left the little tiny tray on the table and, in, and it was in his way of signing. But instead of just like picking the little tiny tray up and moving it over to his left, mm-hmm. you see him and he's like looking at somebody and he's like shooing it away. Right? Like he's like, like get this out of here. Yeah. Right? But like all you have to like a normal person just picks it. Oh, it's in my way. I'm just going to slide that up there beside the book that I got to sign. Right? Sure. But he doesn't. pick it up, just put it under the desk. But he's not the tray guy. Right, no. like he's the king. Yeah, he's the king. So there's like a tray guy, and he doesn't even touch the tray. Like it's not even like he he like like shimmies it off to the side. Thing. I don't make that's what it looked like to me. Something mm. like that. Like there's rules to this mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then uh, he was in the this, this uh, in the room signing with uh, with Camilla, and I don't know what was going on with the pen. Why he didn't like the pen? Did we ever find out why he didn't like oh, the he pen? Also signing the wrong date. Oh, 
That's all. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he spent the day signing uh, the wrong date. Yeah, come on, King. This is what happens when you give a seventy-three-year-old a job for the first time, right? Okay. Yo, bust out the iPhone. Right? On, the, on the front of the iPhone, it says the date right there at the top, right underneath the time. I know, I know. So here, it's it's really difficult to hear, but you but you can hear Prince Charles, uh, uh, sorry, King Charles, uh, aggravated, and what he's aggravated at is the is the is the the, the stupid pen. I decided, but is it September 12th? 13, sir. Oh, God, the wrong date. Oh, God, the wrong date. 13. Yes, sir. You signed the 12th earlier. Uh, she's not making it any better. She's oh, like, you signed the 12th earlier. <laughs> So he's mad at the pen and what he says is I can't bear this bloody thing. Yo, it's like the king's right here. Okay. Uh, and he goes, uh, yeah, so I, I so uh, as as he handed the pen off to uh, Camilla, I guess the pen was like leaking or something, as maybe oh. it's like one Why of those like super fancy like a, pens. A, a regular pen. I don't Why know. Why does it, everything in the know. king's life have to be fancy schmancy? Yeah. So Why he, can't he be like the re- rest of us? Thank you. So he says, I can't bear this bloody thing. What they do every stinking time <laughs> is what he is what he is. If what they he know said. that he don't like the pens. Thank you. Buy the man a new pack of pens. Thank Go you. to Staples. Right? British Staples, right. I guess. Yes. If if Donald Trump, for the four years he was in office, could sign everything with a Sharpie. Oh, yeah. Right? Charles can sign stuff with something that doesn't leak all over the man's hands. Yeah. Right? And I understand that frustration. I fully understand the frustration. Maybe he pushes too hard. Maybe, that's, maybe, maybe, maybe it's his fault. Right? Maybe it's his fault. I bet you somebody in his organization that day. Yeah. Because of this story, got yeah. fired. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think killed. Yeah. It's a king. <laughs> right? Oh, facts. If you yo. have that well, you have uh-huh. that power, you're not going to use that power? Oh, of Come on. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Off with his head. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All these articles of these like, sort of old things about King Charles are coming back, uh, just about how particular he is and everything else. And but I sort of think that if you're like, if you're a prince, it's like just what you do. Like you got to do the stuff. Like if you were to write a prince in a movie, you would just write all this stuff. So um, he always had the 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 nickname, the pampered prince, right? Mm. This was from the staff at Clarence House when he lived there with Camilla um, from 2003 until just recently. And in the details from there was a, a 2015 Amazon Prime documentary called uh, Serving the Royals Inside the Inside the Farm. And Paul Burrell, who was the butler for uh, Elizabeth and Diana, revealed when it comes to Prince Charles, he said that his pajamas are pressed every morning. Mm. His shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron Mm -hmm. and the bath plug has to be in a certain position. And the water temperature is said to be just, quote, tepid. Uh And the the bath is the weird part only gets uh, half full. Half. Right. He likes it. It likes a shallow bath. He takes baths and not showers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah British, very British. Yeah, but only in a, only in a half full tub though, right? No, fill that sucker. Right? Yeah. So he I'm only the king. Damn he, it. Yeah, he only likes a half full tub. Uh, they said that uh, Charles uh, even has his people squeeze one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And then, and then for breakfast, they say uh, Charles has a healthier option. He'd have a homemade bread, a bowl of fresh fruit, fresh and uh, fresh juices. And yeah. they say that whenever he goes traveling, like throughout the world, his quote breakfast box goes with him. And in the breakfast box is six types of honey, uh-huh. some special muesli's. Muesli. How do you say that word? Muesli. Muesli. Uh-huh. Um, his dried fruit and anything that is a bit special because he's fussy about everything, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got gut issues. Well, yeah, like that's this is my thing. Like, if, But if you're a prince, aren't you supposed to do this stuff? Like, don't you owe yeah. it to everybody who's never going to be a prince to just do all the weird, wacky prince stuff? Listen, right? All this stuff that you're naming off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Somebody put the toothpaste on the on toothbrush. Yeah. Fill the tub halfway. Iron my shoelaces, iron my PJs. Yeah. Right? All that stuff? Yeah. Y'all, I would do the exact same Thank thing. You. Thank you. I'm and on I'm with Prince. Yeah. I'm with the king on this one. And uh Yo, you treat me like a king, damn it. They also say that before Charles goes anywhere, he sends a van of his possessions to any of his friends' country houses if he's going there, uh, mm. which includes bed, furniture, and even pictures. So I guess he brings his own bed. You're damn right, because guess what? Goes. I'm better than you. And then and then of oh course the and then of course the story where he reportedly even brings his own toilet seat with him when he travels. <laughs> Yeah, right. Sorry, but like, wouldn't you do like yeah. if you wrote a movie and you're like, I want to be comfy. Yeah, and you're and you're like, write a prince, right? Like he's like in his seventies, never like he's never been king. He's never like write this eccentric sort of prince. You would be like, okay, what's a cool thing he can do? He brings his own toilet seat everywhere he goes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you would write eccentric yes. stuff for him, yeah. right? His shoelaces get ironed for ironed, him every day, right? Iron shoelaces, and that's a guy's job too, right? Yeah. I, iron the shoelaces mm. every day. How much do you think they make for uh, ironing shoelaces? That's a good question. I don't now, know. What's a person, fair wage to iron shoelaces, do you think? Do, uh, now, do you think the person who irons the shoelaces yeah. because they have the iron, yeah. is that person the person that also irons the pajamas? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Okay. Is that yeah. person also the person that squeezes the toothpaste? I'm guessing or, it's the same guy. Okay. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. I'm person. guessing it's the same person. You can't have a, sh- a, a shoelace guy and a toothpaste guy. That's a little much. I and think. the bath filler? Oh, no. Maybe the bath filler is somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. But See, half if, it, full. if if bath filler was that's not a full time job. He only looks a half full tub, right? What that's part time work. What if that's part time work? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what if part of his job also because the prince travels so much? Yeah. What if his job is to also be the one that takes apart the um the toilet seat mm, and do the install and the new joint? Yeah, wet jobs True. and dry jobs. There's, you're right. There's there's wet jobs and dry jobs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're Shem's right. had both, by the way. Amen. Yeah. Shem's had both. Shem, you give Shem a wet job, he'll nail it. You give Shem a dry job, oh he'll nail God. that too. The guy knows me well. Yes. Oh, Shem, oh, yes. Oh, Renaissance wow. man. Mm, okay? Renaissance amen. man. Um, before we... <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, oh my God, dude! What? Okay, what? I should have listened to you. I should have listened to your girl, Catherine. Yeah. I should have listened to the critics. Yeah. I should have listened to everybody that texted and Sad. tweeted. Yes. Telling me yes. that Thor: Love and Thunder was not the greatest. Right. Because on Disney Plus Day they released it on yeah. the streaming service, and I had my big plans. Yeah. That over the weekend I was gonna load up. My drinks, my snacks, everything. Oh, watch good. a movie, yeah. which I did. Yeah, movie was not good. No, it's not good. It felt uh, like two movies, right? Uh, 
Because yeah. I was really into the like the the Christian Bale character. What's that guy's name? Like Gore the something the God the Butcher. Killer? Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. That's a great name for a character right there. Yeah. Uh, but I was interested in that. Like I liked that sort of story. But then it like had the other half of the movie was like the sort of comedy stuff that I also like from Thor. Yes. But I, I didn't feel that it worked it was, as well in this as it did in Ragnarok. No, and I think that they were trying to recreate Ragnarok. Right. With too much comedy in yeah. this one. Yeah. I enjoy the comedy stuff. Yeah. It was way too much yeah. in this one for me. Yeah. Least. I know. It was kind of disappointing. Yeah. It was fine. It was, yeah, it was fun. okay. It was sure. fine. Sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I watched this weekend. I didn't really I don't even know. You watch anything watched. on Netflix? Did I? Um, Has anyone started watching um, Dated and Related oh, on Netflix? Yes. Did you finish uh, it, Jim? I'm on episode four. How is it? Dated and Related is a, it's a dating show where it's all like siblings. Not that siblings have to date one another, but you go on paired with a sibling, whether it's your sister or your brother, or sometimes it's two brothers. Yes. And, and then you got to watch like some guy try and pick up your sister. Oh, it's so awkward. And then like, are you involved in like group dates as well, where you're like the third mm-hmm. wheel? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh. some, sometimes the fourth wheel. Sometimes they, so they've got, uh, spoiler alert, they've got like two sets of, they got two sets of uh, boy and like brother and sister yeah. uh, mm-hmm. um, siblings yeah. and then they go on like on dates together and then it's so like awkward. a double date with it's your a, well some guys yeah. trying to like whoa oh, it's so weird what a fun show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, does it get super awkward <laughs> what oh yeah man, like super it's it's, it's borderline um it's almost like incestuous at times. Yeah, because yeah. you gotta watch somebody like. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, it's weird. Oh, no, I love it. Did you? Sorry, did you say you? I didn't hear you. Did you say you watched all of them? I'm on episode four. Oh, right okay, now. okay, okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Maury's been doing uh, film festival stuff all weekend. You look like you haven't slept at all, man. No offense. I have not, but I did take time to watch Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg's new movie, Me Time. Oh, I watched that. I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah. I will, though. I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. I mean, I like the two of them. They're Not funny, everything can be great. But they can't all be bangers. Right. Yeah. Maury, okay, did you love I it? I guess I didn't like it. No, did you love oh, it? No, I loved it. Yeah? yeah that's fine. Yeah, Matthew that's fine. said it was hilarious. Yeah. No, I found it hilarious. Like, it was funny, right? Mm. But it wasn't to the level of, like, when you get that crew together, whether it's Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, like, any of those movies that they the all Rock. sort of do together, right? The yeah. Rock. There's a level of it. I just felt that Me Time wasn't at that level. Mm. It wasn't as good as Kevin Hart's last movie, that serious one that he did recently. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that yeah, was really yeah, serious. Yeah, one yeah. Was fun. I yeah. forget the name of that. Where he was one. like that? Is that the one where he was the dad? Yes. Or the one where he was oh, the, car- the, car- yeah. the caregiver? Guys, yeah. When I when that movie when the trailer dropped. Yeah. Right. So I teared up at the trailer. So yeah. there's no way I was gonna watch that movie. Right. And then um, I showed it to I showed the trailer to my wife. Yeah. Because she was like, "Hey, what's that new Kevin Hart movie?" At the time. Yeah. About I was like, "Ah, you probably don't want to watch it." And she's like, let me see the trailer. So we watch the trailer, like yeah. full of tears. Yeah. Do you never watch the whole thing? No. no. We, we only watch the trailer. That's we all watch. you watch. You watch yeah. two minutes Sometimes of Sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Sometimes just the tip, right? That's all you need. <laughs> just the trailer. You just need a little bit. <laughs> We're both crying. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, it was a busy weekend for Dammit Maury out on uh, all the red carpets of TIFF. 
exciting weekend. How is it? This is like the first big TIFF since like COVID, right, More Like yeah. the first sort of back to normal film festival. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool to be back, but it's absolutely exhausting. I forgot how crazy it is to get access. Haven't had it, like haven't had to do this for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Jesus. And would you say um, more fans this year than pre-COVID or are people still... That's a great question. I would say that there are more fans this year, like for the Harry Styles stuff or the Taylor yeah. Swift, like you couldn't get through the road Man, to get saw, to your carpet. I yeah. saw fans like bawling for Taylor Swift. Yeah, it, well, it's, no it's that's a hard question to answer. Is there more fans this year than other than other TIFFs? I think that you, you can't really answer that question. The only thing you can say is that unlike previous TIFFs, this one had Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, and Oprah Winfrey. Oh, right. right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. it's so, you know, yes, I guess it's of the level course. of fame yeah, for the weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For the first weekend. Uh, so Damon Moore was on the red carpet of uh, Bros, which I know you were, like, oh, super excited. This is the first time that yeah. I actually went to a TIFF movie. Like, really? During the <laughs> festival. Okay, yo, don't, covered... let, don't let the folks hear you say that. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, us all the oh, oh, you mean like this as a fan? Fir- as a fan, oh. I got a ticket. Oh, okay. wow. I, and seeing this movie yeah. in a room full of gays yeah. was the coolest experience ever. <laughs> is that how we should all see it? Go with your gays. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Okay. So, what is, so, Billy Eichner plays a, he's a podcaster that does... Is it like love advice or is he like a he talks about cynical his life. about dating? He talks about his life yeah. and, and his journey to be like a like a writer and he talks about everything that's going on. He was pitched him, you know, they wanted him to to write a movie. His podcast is called The 11th Brick because he's convinced that the 11th brick thrown at Stonewall was by a white guy. All the 10th bricks before that were by actual, like, you know, drag queens and, and trans people who should have <laughs> oh, thrown wow. the bricks. Right. Wow. <laughs> it's a and, very, very funny movie. And uh, Luke, uh, Luke McFarlane? Yeah. Right? Like, Is he the one with the, with the shirt off all the time in the, in the trailer? I don't think they gave him one shirt to wear. No. All right. So what? He plays the, the love interest, right? Yes. Jock so, guy. All right. So Damon Moore talking to Billy Eichner on the uh, red carpet for the movie Bros. Billy Eichner, how are you? Look at that helmet. Thank you. <laughs> it's an honor to meet you. I'm By like the your way, big... uh, Damon Moore, famous for wearing a helmet, bicycle helmet, with cam. like a, a camera attached to the top. So the stars were always like, look at that yeah. camera. Yeah. Look at that helmet. Billy Eichner, how are you? Look at that helmet. Thank you. <laughs> it's an honor to meet you. I'm like your biggest fan. I've been dreaming of this moment. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you too. So this movie, f- fantastic, breaking, gaystery. I got to give you the clap for this one. It is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm very proud of it. What can we say to straight guys and straight people to get them in the seats? If you like to laugh your ass off at a movie, go see bros. Like this movie is very relatable, very universal. We've tested this movie in front of every type of audience all over North America, straight people, gay people, all types of people all over the spectrum, and it makes people consistently laugh out loud start to finish. This is one of those movies that you leave and you actually feel better about life, and I think we need more of that. So, And, you know, look, LGBTQ folks, we've been going to see romantic comedies about straight people literally since the beginning of Hollywood because that's all they made for many years, so... Now it's time to, like, return the favor, you know? And, uh, but it's just a great comedy at the end of the day. Judd Apatow and Nick Stoller made it. 
they made Bridesmaids and 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up for Getting Sarah Marshall. So if you like those movies, you'll like Bros. Oh, wow. wow. That I is a good it. list of films, too. Those are like all my favorite all movies. All movies, yeah. yes. Uh, this is Dan and Maury talking to uh, Billy Eichner, by the way, about the new movie Bros. So since it's your movie, you're starring in the movie, you wrote the movie, one has to assume that when you're doing your hot makeout scenes in the movie with Luke, even if it's a great take, I have a feeling you probably did 10 more oh. takes just because you wanted more kisses. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. You know, Jesus. Luke was so, so lucky to get to make out with me in the movie. Um, I'm sure it's one of the many reasons he's grateful for this. No, those are, it's not, I mean, we, we dove in, you know, we had to. It's like yeah. part of your job and, uh, but yeah, we, we, we remain professional. Like Maury right now in the other room that you're in, Maury's shaking his head yes. Like, yes, when absolutely. Those two got together? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, so Maury actually talked to Luke on the, uh, on the red carpet of this as well um, about some of the makeout scenes. Luke, I got to tell you this. Yeah. Not that you need to hear this, but you are absolutely hot as hell in this movie. <laughs> wow, thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. It's a weirdly stressful thing to like know that you're... <laughs> First introduction uh, on camera is you shirtless at a club. But now I've read that, you know, because you did a lot of hot stuff in this movie, like a lot, but I read that there were some things that you said no to. What did you say no to? Well, it's never like a sort of explicit no. I mean, so much of all the intimacy stuff is discovering it in the moment. And Billy and I both had an idea, and Nick, that the intimacy was going to start off kind of wrestly and fighty and kind of (laughs) rough. And we just kind of went with it, and there was some wrestling. Um, I wasn't into spitting. <laughs> I wasn't into spitting. Oh, so that that was discovered. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, dude, just you gotta tr- nothing uh, wrong with trying everything once. No, absolutely. But you usually uh, don't want to try things once in front of like millions of people. So yeah, uh, that is uh, <laughs> Luke McFarlane <laughs> and Billy Eichner on the red carpet at TIFF for the new movie Bros, uh, which is out everywhere uh, September thirtieth. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the uh, the Queen's funeral is on Monday, and the family they're making their rounds, right? Yeah, greeting people, doing stuff. But did you see the story? Like Meghan Markle getting killed again for what? Because she was greeting um, people outside of Windsor Castle the other day, right? And this one photo that's making the rounds. She is on the left side of just above her, like, I guess around where her hip is. Mm-hmm. Um, as she's taking a step, the crease in the dress, it created, it looked like a square, okay? Mm-hmm. There's two creases, top crease and bottom crease, right? Mm-hmm. And people were then speculating that Meg Markle was wearing a mic pack. <laughs> <laughs> and then it started with one person pointing it out, yeah. and then everyone else like, oh, I can't believe it. How dare she? Right. Right? And obviously sources for Meghan Markle were like, no, that's actually not true. Hold on. Let me. Uh, one person said, I can't believe she's recording this. She is just a vile and toxic woman. I hope King Charles has told Harry she is not to come to the funeral. Hold on here. Let me, let me look at this. For Another sure. person said, is Meghan Markle wearing oh. a mic to use the Queen's death for her next Netflix reality show? Another person said, I'm finally done. Megan wearing a mic was my last straw. I mean, here's the one thing that you can't do, though, is that you can't wear a microphone in England and record people without their consent and use it. You'll 
it's breaking the law there. Of course. It's that they don't have they don't I've have, seen they, the they, photo. Don't, they, they don't have single To uh, me, it just looks like a dress crease. All right? Yeah. It does not look like a mic pack whatsoever. No. I thought it was the label of the dress. Oh, it's thick though. Right, because it's like, too, the square's too small to be the mic pack. No, dog. <laughs> no, no, no. You should no, see no, some no. of these mics. No, now, my man. my my mic packs are the ones that I the ones that I wore forever at ET Canada. The mic pack itself is probably it's a little bit bigger than what a you know like a D battery, mm-hmm. right? A little bit bigger than that. Mm. Small. Very yeah. small. Yeah. Yeah. And only mm-hmm. they would just like, it had like a leather case on it so you could clip it on your belt and stuff, Well, then right? that's my last straw. The microphone. She can't believe she's doing it. Okay, hold on here. Let me let me look at this. Let me yeah. analyze take, this Take picture. a look at the yeah. photo, right? Just yeah. take a look. Yeah. Okay, hold on here. Let me see this. Meghan Markle with the mic pack. Another person um, wrote, defending, yeah. said nothing creepy about zooming in on a photo of a woman's clothing in this manner. Well, first of all, it, it, I, I highly doubt it's a mic pack because it's in the front, and mm-hmm. nobody who's trying to be conspicuous with a mic pack is going to put it on the front of somebody's head. No, you're going to put it in the back. Yeah, well, I mean, even even that, like on a dress on a dress like that, like what you want to do is, let me take a see. Wait, here, when I did acting, they would tape the mic pack down at my ankle. Yeah, but she's wearing a dress though. Mm-hmm. You can't do that, right? So, I mean, if you really wanted to hide a mic pack on Meghan Markle, just having known ways to hide mic packs so she didn't wear her hair up her hair was down Mm -hmm. right so what you would most likely do is put it flip it around and put it on the underside of her bra on the back Mm -hmm. right and then that way her hair would cover whatever sort of bump would be there but you're certainly not running a mic pack and clipping it onto her underpants on the front side of her hair yeah no. no 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 there's no there's no way but it's just so funny how like one person's opinion then turns into everybody else's fact. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I fully believe she was wired. Oh, what? I just don't think that's the mic pack. Oh, <laughs> you shit. <laughs> Man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kate Palumbo and Andy LaRocca are newlyweds out of Toronto. Oh, hey, congratulations. Hey. Never heard of them, but I'm happy for them. Um, you will because their stories starting to, to make the rounds. Very small, intimate wedding. Um, they only had like, I think it was like five or six people yeah. at their wedding. That's a good size. Um, a I'd friend like of theirs. I'd like to get a, I'd like to have a wedding like that with like four people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the officiant was a friend of theirs. I like that. Um, but it's where they chose to host their wedding because other people ended up showing up as well. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, it's where they chose to have their wedding. That's making the news. <laughs> where was that? Uh, in the food court at... Dufferin Mall. Duffy Mall? Yeah, yeah, shout out to Dufferin Mall. Oh, yeah, big shout out to Duffy Mall. Uh, they Love got Duffy married Mall. at the Cinnabon. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Hipsters. Why? At Dufferin Mall. What was the significance of that? Well, damn it, Maury caught up with the oh. couple. Who'd you talk to, Kate? Kate Palumbo? No, Andy. Andy. Oh, you talked to Andy. Andy LaRocca uh, to find out exactly uh, the story behind them getting married. Okay. At a Cinnabon at <laughs> Duffer Mall. By the way, Cinnabon is the I know. so good. When they're fresh yeah, and warm. Yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. man. Oh, Andy, congratulations. Thank you so much. All right, first question, the obvious question, is how often do you have to be going to Cinnabon for you to be doing your wedding there? <laughs> um, honestly, you know, I frequent Cinnabon whenever I, whenever I have the scent going through Duffer Mall, so... Mm. Maybe a couple times a month. Who knows? But uh, the real draw was actually the Dufferin Mall itself. 
it's just uh it's really like the people's mall in toronto and um yep. our officiant caleb robertson he expressed that he always wanted to host a wedding at the mall and um so we agreed to it Lisa, why not if you love a place so much and it means a lot to you man you gotta have a lot of love for duffy mall to get married at duffy mall i don't don't get me wrong i agree i have so much love for duffy mall who doesn't love duffy mall um oh my god damn it more talking to uh andy laroca <laughs> who got married to kate palumbo at duffy mall at the cinnabon there and if you do your wedding at cinnabon do you get like free cinnabon while Good you're question. there having your wedding like all you can eat I mean, you would expect that you would, but, uh, you know, kind of everyone else in the mall was sort of just like business as usual, shopping around. We had a few onlookers, but no, we just lined up and bought a Cinnabon and ate it like a wedding cake. (laughs) You didn't like get a free one? They didn't give it to you for free? No, not even a free one, if you can imagine. What? (laughs) The amount of publicity you gave them? The, I, we didn't know we were going to give them that much publicity, so. And was was there rings there or did you just put your finger through the bun? (laughs) um that would have been really good finger through the bun no we had uh some we had a we had some really small rings with us yeah Uh, Uh i'm I'm looking at the pictures too they literally just get married in front of the cinnabon at the duffy mall food court that's really great what do you want to say to everybody who has dreams of getting married at cinnabon in the future oh i i would say um follow your dreams to get married at a cinnabon like your friends and family, if they love you, they'll support you. And, uh, you know, we didn't expect such a huge response from the general public. But, I mean, people are really um, picking up the idea. And it, all of the news seems pretty positive And we're really flattered and happy to be married. I don't know, man. I feel like the way this story blew up, Cinnabon is going to be, like, reaching out to them. You think so? Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's like at least a gift card. Come yes. on, Cinnabon. Yes. At Cinna- least a gift card. Bro, Cinnabon got a lot of press the last little while. Cinnabon was basically like a main character in the new season of Better Call Saul. Oh, was it really? Like, there's like four oh, episodes that season. completely revolve around Cinnabon. Really? <laughs> yeah. I bet you they had to pay for theirs too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Yeah. yeah. Give yeah. this Toronto newlywed couple like Listen. at least, at least a gift card. Something. Right? Something. Let yeah. Look at them. They look great too. Yeah. But and they only got one Cinnabon. That's right. They shared. They shared one one single. Well, Cinnabon. yeah. At a wedding, you only get one cake. I know. That's true. That's true. But God, <laughs> Duff, Duffy <laughs> Mall. My tradition God. alive. Getting married at <laughs> Duffy Mall. I love it. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Simka, welcome to uh, Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What's going on? Damn, finding work is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Simka, you wrote us this. Hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. I've graduated from two diploma programs and three certificate programs. The programs include digital media, web design, and marketing. I'm finding it difficult to find a job uh, despite my education. Networking is tough, and I can't find an internship, and I only volunteer for charities and nonprofits. How can I find a job in my field? Wow. Damn. Have you been, like, assuming then you've been reaching out to companies? Um, usually I write to, I write to uh, that I see. I'm, I do want to network with other companies. So right now what I'm doing is um, I work at grocery stores. Okay. And uh, I'm looking for some uh, entry-level work in something like marketing. But my question is, have you been reaching out to companies that you potentially want to work for? And, and like, um, actually talking to people and getting your 
resume out there and, and getting whatever it is, you know, the contacts being made there? Sometimes. Oh. Okay. So, like, are you hustling or no? You don't like to hustle. I, I do like to... I do like to hustle, but I think that's definitely something I could focus more on, like to focus more on um, reaching out to companies, even if they don't have a job posting. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So like you want to do marketing, right? Marketing is one of those weird things where it's so multifaceted, like everything is marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, What specifically, like what interests you, like what, what area of marketing are you interested in? I'm interested in traditional marketing and uh, I'm interested in digital marketing. So traditional would be more like um, print um, ads, uh, making a campaign and digital. It's more like social media and um, having a website at the top of Google. Okay. So like, are you, but like, here's my question. I asked you this before. Are you good? Um, I think I'm okay. I just, um, I, I haven't really um, uh, had a, a job at the beginning. So um, from what I've learned, I know um, about the basics. It's just, um, I haven't put anything together yet, so I was looking for a, a job that would be able to help teach me so I can be able to work my way up. But you haven't made, like, any of those contacts yet. You haven't put in the legwork to reach out to companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that would definitely be helpful, but the other thing is I need to figure out which companies should I, should I do that for. What companies do you like? I like companies. Uh, I like media companies. I like um, I, I like uh, big-name companies. So uh, anything you might see an advertisement for. Yeah, I think that you need to, uh, it sounds like that you've done all the education. Like, my God, how long were you in school for? Two diploma programs and a certificate, three certificate programs. How long were you in school for? Um, many years. I mean, at first I was focusing on like digital art and web design. And then I thought uh, these jobs might not be for me. So I switched to marketing. I know you're, it's, it's, it's tough uh, to get out into the workforce, but you're, you know, you're saying like, what do I need to do? And some of the, the basics of what a person might do in order to try to get a job, you haven't got there just yet, or you're a little bit hesitant to get to that point. Well, um, when you say he- hesitant, I mean, um, it's definitely something I should do. It's just some of the things yeah. I think well, that, that's a good idea. I just wish I thought of that before. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, don't get me wrong, man. It is tough, the, especially mm-hmm. with the pandemic. The pandemic screwed up internships, mm-hmm. right? So for two years, companies weren't taking interns. And that really set a lot of people back because, you know, internships are a great way to, to learn from people and mentorships and all of this other stuff. Like that's usually a really good, you know, way in. Uh, one, thing that I, I, one thing that I would say is, you know, when you see something like on social media or you see something that somebody's posted or somebody, you know, somebody, if you see somebody create something like a piece of marketing or, or whatever it may be, um, you know, reach out to find out who did that, right? Like find the people that inspire you and reach out to them and, you know, just let lay it all out for them. Just say, hey, listen, I got two diplomas. I got three certificates. You know what it's like right now. I, you know, I, I want to work and I want to learn and I really love what you're doing and I'd love to work and I'd love to learn from you. And that's sort of how these things start, to be honest with you, Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, I have no idea what, you know, what happens with money and all of that other stuff in, in these types of situations, people are definitely going to ask you to work for free, whether you want to do that or not is completely up to you. You got to weigh the balance of, you know, what you're, what you're learning versus, versus what you're giving away for free. Um, that's sort of a personal choice that everybody has to make, but I think Mocha is right. I think you got to start reaching out to people, but I think that you should start with the people that inspire you. That's a great idea. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. just, that's it. Like, I think that that's just, that, that has to be your first move.
It really, it really, really does. It really, it really has to be your first move. You got to learn from the smartest people. You got to learn from the people that inspire you. Yeah. Let today be day one of this new plan. Thank you very, very, very much. All right. You got it, buddy. All, right. All the best. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you. I'll maybe I'll email you and uh, I'll give you some updates along the way. Too. Absolutely. Right, right. We'd love just, to hear Just from don't you come again. to us looking for a job, okay? Like I don't want to hang up this call and we get a text from you being like, "Hey, you guys really inspire me. Can I come work for you?" Okay, we're all full up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Okay. Not hiring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simka. Take care, brother. Thank you, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Oh, yeah. You know, I always fast forward to this intro. Same. Songs don't oh, like it. Amazing. I know. I, I know. I know. I have had this fight with so many people. Really? I do not like the intro to Succession. This is Neither one of the I. best. I've heard that theme. before, man. Ever. I know. Listen, it's too long, though. The theme song. Yes. Thank you, Maury. Theme song thank is you. wonderful. I See, also I hate the visuals. Don't like the song either. You don't like the song nope. at all? No. Why? No. It's just so gritty. No. And like, not just for me. Filthy, and yeah. you just know that there's no good that's going to come from a television show that has this as their opening theme song. Yeah, it actually takes me out of the first couple minutes of the show if oh, I nice. don't hit the fast forward thing fast enough and I have to Damn. sit through the intro. I yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I know, I know. I mean, first. listen, I get I'm in the minority. I'm not going to try and win anybody over, change anybody's mind. I know I'm completely <laughs> in the minority on this one. Love the show. Don't like the opening. Uh, so Brian Cox is uh, in Toronto for TIFF along with Kate Beckinsale. Oof, the two of them together. What a force. Yeah, big time. Uh, Damon Mori was out on the, the red carpet. What'd you think, Damon Mori? How long did you wait? have to wait for them? Oh, not that long. Brian was early. Yeah? Yeah, oh, he, was, yeah? he was ready to meet yeah, the man. fans, talk yeah. to the press. Kate was very late. Oh, damn. Like, how late? She arrived five minutes before the movie started. Oof. Oh, okay. Uh, they're in a new movie called uh, Prisoner's Daughter. They don't have a, a release date yet. Because some of the movies at the festival don't have a distributor. Yeah, so they're sometimes, here to sell them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, Maury's exactly right. Sometimes they they haven't even been sold yet. Oh. That's what that that's what last night sort of was, was like the gotcha, showcase gotcha, to, gotcha. to get a deal. Mm. So uh damn Maury talking to uh, the great Brian Cox. Brian Cox, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am freaking out. I'm a huge Logan Roy fan. I we, I feel like he and I would be best friends. Oh. You have said that succession had a terrible effect on your life. Why is that? I I've well, I know, I, you know, I was a swearer, but not to the extent I've become a swearer. I now swear a lot. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the effect it's had on my life. But you're now making extra money on that on Cameo. People telling you, asking you to, like, paying you to tell them to <laughs> off. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, and it's the easiest thing to do because you're always wanting to tell people to <laughs> off. So when somebody says, uh, could you tell me to <laughs> off, please, you go off (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing is like everyone who's talking to brian cox yes on the red carpet for prisoner's daughter last night yes they were all asking him of course it's a badge of honor right will you say this um shem found this great piece of audio of a couple of news outlets like they're doing their interview but then they say to him hey can you say that thing, man like it's a badge of honor yo that's my thing yeah Yeah. you i can tell you off anytime you like uh, and you know i wish you would but there you go wow. that's uh, one of the things one has to put up with people who hang around who will not off when they're told off and i'm telling you to off and you're still here shivering that thing in my mouth and wow. i can't tell you 
off. Wow. She's just ignoring me. That's the way it goes. <laughs> could you could you tell us to off, please? <laughs> Can you please tell us to off? And I'd say off. <laughs> Was this more? Do you think on that red carpet? Do you think anybody's ever used the f word on a red carpet more than Brian Cox last night? Oh, no, God, no. no, no. I don't. I think all the TIFF people are like, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah I wonder. Like, like he, what was the what was the vibe? Because though, sometimes those carpets are quiet. That did not sound like a super loud carpet. No. So could all you hear on that carpet was just Brian Cox telling well, people to f off? A thousand percent. I will say this: I yeah. had a really good spot. I was the first one to have him tell. Oh, him oh really? <laughs> yeah. This is Dan Moore talking to the great uh, Brian Cox. As a huge fan of the show, I'm disappointed that you don't want the show to overstay its welcome. You said you don't think there will be a fifth season. No, I mean I. It's all. It all depends what they want. I, I, I suspect that Jesse is nearly at the point where he's completed what he wants to complete. But you know, you can never tell. Would you do ten seasons? No, we'd never go to ten seasons. You know, the thing about it is, when a show is as good as that, it has a, it has a, a totality about it. And if you overextend it, you, you kill the show. Mm-hmm. So you have to get out while the going is good. You know in order to make the effect that the show makes. I mean, it's a show that's going to live on. There's no question about that in people's memory, but it doesn't want to stay too long at the party. As we wrap up, can you tell me to f*** off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Should I tell him? Oh, f*** off. <laughs> that is so the great, great Brian Cox. Of course, we know and love him from uh, Succession, but he's uh, out at TIFF this year promoting his new movie called Prisoner's Daughter. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, last night on the red carpet, Brian Cox and Kate Beckinsale were here at uh, the Toronto National Film Festival uh, for their movie Prisoner's Daughter. Uh, we hear earlier in the show we heard from Brian Cox. Uh, now let's hear with uh, Dammit Mori and Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale, how are you? Talk to me about being on set with people like Brian Cox. Apparently, it was all giggles on set, and you guys had a good time. Giggles. I mean, it wasn't awesome. <laughs> so you have to sometimes take yourself yeah. away from Brian before. First of all, I can't picture Brian Cox sitting there giggles. giggling. <laughs> <laughs> emotional scene, because it could be all giggles, because he, he can just sort of switch, and some of us need to go into a cupboard and prepare. Um, but yeah, he's, he's so fun. He's so funny. He's incredibly naughty. He's like the naughtiest boy at school. So, and I... I'm the naughtiest girl at school, so we, you know, we had to separate oh. ourselves occasionally. I'd been... My godfather, who's an actor called David Bradley, who plays... Oh, sorry, in um, uh, Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. So he, he used to take me to the theatre when I was a kid, and so I saw Brian playing Titus Andronicus when I was 12. I saw him wow. playing, I think, the Lear. So I'd really grown up as this kind of theatre fan of Brian. And then he and I did this movie when I was at Oxford that didn't come out very well. So he'd really been in my life as a figure since I was, you know, 10 or 11, which I do think, given that we had such a short time to shoot and it was, a, you know, a very small budget, there was a kind of shorthand of, you know, sort of love already there and, and knowledge. I get really emotional talking about this, sorry. And, um, the, you know, the fact of every family's got someone who's got cancer was a lot for me. Um, and he was a nice person to... Hold that space. Oh. Sorry. Aw. Wow, no, that's great. I love Really, people... really love Brian Cox. Huh? Uh, yeah, that's so great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. See, uh, Sylvester Stallone covered up another tattoo that he had of uh, his soon-to-be no. ex-wife on his arm. So he's married to... Um, 
Oh God, what's her name? Jennifer Flavin for yeah. or Flavin. A long time. A Twenty five years. Yeah. Three kids yeah. together. Yeah. So last month, the story was that he covered up a tattoo <laughs> of her face. Of her face with with uh, <laughs> a, uh, his his dog. A dog. Right. The same dog. His dog that he used in Rocky one and two. Butt kiss. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. And his explanation at the time is that he was looking to fix up or enhance the the photo, the the tattoo of his wife's face, yeah. and it got messed up. They botched it. The tattoo artist botched it. So the only fix was to cover the whole thing up. So he chose to, right. you know, with a dog. And then, like, two days later, the news comes out that she's filed for divorce. Yeah. And that a big part of their divorce, like, a big part of their, their breaking up was that because they got a new dog, and, like, they had fought over that dog yeah. because she didn't want the dog, and I guess he did, and that led to, I don't know, man. Like, that seems like yeah. a real big fight. You know what they named Married that new that dog? Long, what? What'd they name it? <laughs> what Sylvester Stallone named the dog? What? <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> no, he didn't, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he That's dog. a great dog Dwight. name, man. Dwight. So on his left arm, he's got, he's got a tattoo of his soon-to-be ex-wife's, just her eyes, Yeah, right? It's a nice tattoo, simple. Nah. Um, so he had that covered up. Really? Yeah, with? so you don't see the eyes. So with like a leopard. Oh, okay. On there. It's, it's a massive tattoo, by the way. Really? Yeah, on his left yeah. arm. And just above that, it's like, there's like a horse. Yeah. With like rainbow colored hair. It's weird. I'm 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 not a fan of Sylvester Stallone's tattoos, mainly because I'm so used to seeing Sylvester Stallone with his shirt off mm-hmm. that in my head I have a visual of what Sylvester Stallone's body looks like. Like I watched that Samaritan movie and there's a shot in the movie with a shirt off. Oh, how is it? How is it? Oh. Um let's not let's not get into that. Okay. Uh, but there's a there's a shot of Sylvester Stallone with a shirt off and you see the tattoos, and I'm like, ew. Because it just doesn't look like Sylvester Stallone to me, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. I'm just it so match. used to... No, no. And it, it's like one big, ugly tattoo. It's like Ben Affleck's tattoo, right? Like what it's just again? Ben, ben he has the, the oh, big, the colorful phoenix, phoenix rising on his back. Huh. And it's the worst tattoo, right? Like, it's yeah. just an awful-looking tattoo. I completely forgot about Ben Affleck's tattoo. Oh, it's the worst. And, and it's so big, you can't cover it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You know yeah. what I'm saying, Shem? <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> we know. Yeah, so, I yeah. don't know if Stallone has other tattoos of her... Um anywhere on his body yeah. but like covering that up covering huh? it up yeah. and Would it's, you... it's super awkward too because the tattoo artist yeah that covered it up is the same one who had to do the initial tattoo oh, anyway really? so he sucks. did the work and I then now he's got to cover his own work would you ever cover your tattoo up, Maury? Absolutely. You would. With what? Because Maury has a giant tattoo of like a microphone. Yeah. It's supposed to be a microphone on his arm. But it's it like looks, a cartoon microphone. It looks like a lamp, though. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like you have a giant, and you only have one, and it's huge. Yeah, yeah. big mistake. Know what I'm saying, Big champ? mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, so, what, do you think that was a mistake? You regret the tattoo? Yeah, because like I Google imaged a microphone, and I wish I found like a better one. Yeah. Let me see it. Oh, oh, beautiful yeah. lamp. Every time I see that. You know what you should do? It's a beautiful to finish, lamp. To finish, it should, you should put like um, like a table and like a couch and create like a room. No, you know what you should do is is tattoo your face like talking into the microphone. 
Oh, see, this so, is the most, oh, that's a good idea. So it's your own face, and you could use your armpit hair as your beard say, why now. Why are you talking into a lamp? Yeah, because then you could, <laughs> like, when you talk, like, you could just let your armpit hair grow out, and then that could act as your beard. Like, the, I think the positioning, I think the positioning is right. Or make yeah. the armpit your mouth, and then you could lift your arm up and down and make you talk. <laughs> right, this right? talking to the mic. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's that, Maury? I had to wear a jacket last night. Yeah, we're at the on a red carpet. Yeah, and then uh, walking to a, I went to an after party and had an edible. What does that mean? Like an edible, like a like a weed yeah, edible. Yeah. What time was that? Eight p.m. You had a weed edible at eight p.m. Yeah, they had a weed bar. But did it hit you? Like, did you feel it mm. at all? At eleven p.m. At eleven. Oh, jeez. Mm. What did it feel like? Like just super calm. Yeah. Super. Was calm. that your first time having an edible? Yes. Was it? Yeah, what, and they sent me home with a package. What was the what was like the edible? Like was it like a, gu- a gummy chocolate? Huh? Chocolate oh, chocolate. Jeez, you ever done that, Mocha? You ever Never. had an edible? No. Mm-mm. Describe. So so what was different from your natural sort of? Because I imagine having an edible at the end of an extremely long day was probably not the best way to judge the effects of the edible. Because I imagine you were exhausted anyway, right? Great question. Because like I was super tired anyway. Yeah. But I know that it just sort of like it wasn't like there were floaties or anything. Like I wasn't floaties. What they give you huh? acid? No, like I wasn't <laughs> flying around. I had a peyote edible last night. It was real crazy. I climbed a volcano. So you had, uh, it was chocolate, and obviously other people who were there were snacking on the edibles. Yeah, it's well. so weird because everyone seemed kind of weird about going up to the weed bar. Right. Because, oh, because like, they don't want to be the one, like the first one, yeah. like what if somebody recognizes me? when have you ever seen that at a party? Yeah, well, you can't. You do now all the time. Yeah. Like you so go to like, you, like they're like. You just don't you get, get invited to parties. No yeah, offense. no, like when you get like a swag bag and stuff like that, there's edibles in them. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, so man. Did, uh, when you got home, did your husband like? Did you tell him that you had an edible, or did he suspect anything? Oh, I, sh- I, I told him I had one, and yeah. I showed him the little package. I'm like, I brought you some too. And what did he He's say? He's like, Oh my god, we're gonna get arrested. And I'm like, No, we're not. It's legal now. Arrested. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody needs an edible, home. it's your husband Matthew. <laughs> yeah, he could really use right? an edible. Like, and all of them. He needs yeah, all the edibles. Yeah, yeah. No joke. No, you guys should try microdosing next time. With uh, <laughs> what's that? It's uh, I don't know. You know what? I shouldn't have said that because I really don't know. I hear Catherine talking about it all the time. Microdosing? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on here. Can Shem, can you look up micro what exactly it is? Want to screw it up, please? It's not weed. <laughs> it's not weed. It's something else. It's like is it it's, an but oil? it's a, no, no, it's or a big a pill? it's a I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a big thing though, but it's not weed. It's like psychedelics, I guess. I don't I, I could be Acid? wrong. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't mushrooms? I don't know. No, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know what the hell it is. Meth? What is it? No, it's certainly not meth. No. <laughs> heroin. <laughs> no, it's not heroin. <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Shem? Microdosing is a technique for studying the behavior of drugs and micro through the administration of doses so low they are unlikely to produce whole body effects. Yeah, but, but what is it but though? But high enough to allow the cellular response to be studied. Yeah, like people really swear by this stuff. Like they swear by it, like for healing and for sleeping and for your Maybe immune an system. And so it essentially involves taking a small dose of something. Yeah, but what is it though? Like, 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 like you can't I understand say like a I, small dose of heroin. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, you could. I mean, a lot of people lived a very long and happy lives taking <laughs> oh, small doses okay, of heroin. Here, we're getting texts right now. Yes. Mushrooms. What is it? Mushrooms. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you, okay. Jay, by the way, for texting in. Thank you. But a lot of people are really super into that, man. I'm like, telling you. Like, tiny little bit of mushroom? No, it's, it's, it's produced so, like, it's, I guess you don't get the high, but you get, like, some other effect. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, man, people are, sw- like, this is the next thing 
thing. Like it's the next frontier uh, is microdosing. Another person just texted little mushroom caps to give you focus or energy. Yes, that's exactly what it is. But pe- I'm telling you, people swear by this. Oh, like they really do. And it's not. Yeah, because I thought it was weed when somebody was like microdosing. And they're yeah. like, yeah, bro, it's not weed. And oh. I'm like, well, listen. Guys, should we try it? What, microdosing? Yeah, it says here. Um, I mean, I'll trust anything. Um, is it on Uber Eats? <laughs> Yeah. Like the mushroom caps? Yeah. Like the mushroom cap? Yeah, it was for you, energy? You, you, you think so, though? I'm opening up I don't app. know, man. I don't know. I don't even know if the, I don't I don't know if microdosing is legal in Ontario. I think it is in oh, other parts of the country. Really? I just yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you just order them in the mail. Like everybody just orders them in the mail. Like it's oh, totally okay. it's totally well, let's fine. Order them. Give them Ross address. No, I, I can't do that, man. I can't no. I typed it it's, in and all that came up was Rexall. Oh. Like because I typed in <laughs> microdose. <laughs> yeah, Maury's gonna be Maury's, Maury's gonna be sitting there taking Advil all night. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Of course. <laughs> Why, why are you whispering? I don't know. Sometimes whispering's fun. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Should I do the whole thing whispering or no? Is that a, is that a First like all, a, that's what she said. Is that a betrayal? <laughs> Shut up, man. You are <laughs> you are the worst. You're the worst. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Ah, <laughs> uh, where are we here? Oh, can we do uh, quickly um, Jennifer Coolidge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jennifer Coolidge at the Emmys last night. Everybody loves Jennifer Coolidge. She's very much like Hugh Jackman in that world of where you just, nobody disagrees on Jennifer Coolidge. Sure. Everybody, you just love her. Uh, however, the show she was in, I didn't like it at all. White Lotus, right? White Lotus uh-huh. is what she won for. But everybody loves seeing uh, Jennifer Coolidge win. So uh, she goes up and she's unprepared because, of course, she's Jennifer Coolidge and she's awesome. Uh, but then when they start playing her off, what you don't, what you can't tell from the clip is that she starts dancing to the, uh, to, like, to the playoff music. Oh, right? really? Like, totally takes advantage of it and just slays. So here's Jennifer. <laughs> hey, hi. Hi. Wow, thank you. Gosh, I just, um, what a night. <laughs> I, um, I just want to say, uh, you know, to my fellow nominees, um, just to be in your company, it, it's incredible. And, um, you know, I... <laughs> I just want to say, um, you know, I took a lavender bath tonight, and um, right before the show, and it made me swell up inside my dress. And, uh, I'm having a hard time speaking, um, but anyway, um, I. Um, Good for you. I'm not kidding. I just. Um, this is so thrilling because you know, um, well, first I got to. Oh, because you know, I didn't think this was going to happen. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Jacob Fenton, my, a UTA, and Jonathan Weinstein, and, and Tiffany Kuzon at, at, at Mosaic, and my sister is here tonight, and wait, hold on, oh, no. one thing. Wait, hold on. Wait, oh. hold on. And this okay. is where she starts dancing? Uh, yeah. Wait. There, there it is. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's great. That's awesome. She's dynamite. That is... The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let's go back to the Emmys last night. Uh, Abbott Elementary. I don't even know what show this is. And now, I'm not saying that because it's not a great show. It's just not on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was. it's a network show, and it was a big deal because not a lot of network shows are winning anything right now, especially in the comedy categories. Mm-hmm. Shem loves that show, by the way. Yeah, is it yes, good? It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the writer, Quinta Brunson, she actually was the third black person ever to win an Emmy in the writing category, along with uh, Larry Fillmore, who did uh, some mistake. It's, it's, oh, it's escaping me now. I forget. Oh, God. Anyways. And, um, oh, yeah, she's the third person ever to so win So what's it. the premise of the show? 
So it's uh, it follows the story of an inner city uh, school in Philadelphia uh-huh. and the teachers uh, in the school and basically the sort of ongoing. It's like the office, but in the school. Perfect. Okay. It's like um, um, God. What's my What's that movie that I love so much, man? Star Le- Wars. No, Lean on Me. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Yes. Bro. Right. Yo, that's not one of that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Lean on me. Oh man, when he take when uh, Mr. Carter ta- it's Mr. Carter. Mr. Right? Carter, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got the bat. <laughs> yeah, when he takes the kid. Yeah. To the roof yeah. of the school and I've tells him to it. jump. Oh, Maury. Oh, my so God, Maury. Good. This don't movie. Don't spoil oh, it. Don't spoil it's it. It's so good. This yeah. movie's so good. You want to throw your life away, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Then just jump. <laughs> jump. Ain't nobody give a damn about you. You don't care about yourself. <laughs> then right? just jump. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't want to miss a guy. I promise I'll be good, Mr. Carter. <laughs> Right? Yo, Bro. it's so good. Bro, you nailed it. It's that's so like good. <coughs> That's why I love How many love, times have you me. done that? Wow. Yo, I love I, that movie. You don't even understand. I watched that movie so many times. Yes. And you guys know how much they replay it on BET? Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, and anytime it's on, I always yeah. got to sit and yeah. watch. So uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph um, gave one of the greatest Emmy acceptance speeches ever. Uh, first of all, everybody's so happy for uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph from Abbott Elementary. Um, but listen to this. She sings uh, her speech. I am an endangered species. Wow. But I sing no victim song. Mm. I am a woman oh, an artist and I know Wow Where my voice belongs Wow That's crazy To anyone who has ever ever had a dream and thought your dream wasn't, wouldn't, couldn't come true. I am here to tell you that this is what believing looks like. This is what striving looks like. And don't you ever, ever give up on you. Because if you get a Quinta Brunson in your corner, if you get a husband like mine in your corner, if you get children like mine in your corner, and if you've got friends like everybody who voted for me, cheered for me, (laughs) loved me, thank you. One of the best Emmy speeches it. ever. Yeah. Uh, the song, by the way, was uh, Diane Reeves' Endangered Species, if you want to uh, look that up that she did. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Everybody loves seeing um, Selena Gomez uh, in between Martin Short and Steve mm-hmm. Martin, and they delivered really? on the Emmy stage. Thank you. Thank you so much for what was in my head. A standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But please, this is so embarrassing.
missing. Selena and Steve are here, too. <laughs> but really, what an audience you are. I wish I could box you up and take you home like classified White House documents. <laughs> <laughs> Selena, how much time do we have left? I don't know. With a good diet and exercise, maybe 10, 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier tonight, as I was walking the red carpet I have at home, I thought, what's the difference between being in movies versus television? And I realized, well, Marty can get work in television. Oh, no. Oh, thanks, Steve. Hey, I've always been curious. Does it bother you when people come up to you and say, big fan, Angela Lansbury? Oh, my God. You know what I love about working with these guys? Uh-oh. No paparazzi, ever. <laughs> oh, man, the three of them. That's great. They're awesome. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg has no eyebrows. Now, I've known this forever because I just something you know. Hold on. I didn't know that. You don't know that? Whoopi. But they put them on for movies, so don't Google movies. Yeah, Whoopi. yeah, but, but normally Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have eyebrows, and not all the movies they don't they don't put them on. On the View, she doesn't have them. No, Hold on like, a Whoopi Goldberg's never had eyebrows. Like even when you go back to all her comedy relief days with uh, um, Robin Williams and all that stuff, like no eyebrows. Oh my God, guys, guess yeah. what? What? Whoopi Goldberg. Got no eyebrows. No, so how have I not known this? Thank you. This Me exact too. thing, this exact thing came up on the View yesterday. Listen to Whoopi. Whoopi, I have sat next to you for six years and never noticed that you have no eyebrows. No, I don't. <laughs> and I look right into your eyes, and I did not know this. I was married to a man who didn't notice <laughs> oh, no. until one day he said, "Oh my God, you don't have any eyebrows." And I said, "Yeah, I know." Did, did you ever have eyebrows? Did I had eyebrows stop? as a little kid, and they, you know how you get those, how men get those bumps? Yeah. I started to get them on my oh. face, and so my mother removed them. Oh. And so I just keep doing it because I, I, don't, I don't know my face with eyebrows unless I'm working. Without, what, what you can see on my face is you know where they went. You know where they, you know where they are. Right? right? You see. And so when you look at me, you're looking at me and your eye sees eyebrows when there are none. I see eyebrows right now. I know you do. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Wow. Uh, Whoopi's eyebrows are like an optical illusion. Yeah, crazy. I yeah, like a mirage. Even... Wow, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. No eyebrows no. her whole life. No, never has. Damn. Never has. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so no holiday for you, Ontario. <sighs> but I'm so sad. I know. Yo, my mom took the day off. On Monday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can watch the funeral from home yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and the gift for her. Uh, so uh, Premier Doug Ford says Ontario will mark the passing of Queen Elizabeth II as a provincial day of mourning on Monday. Uh, but it will not be a statutory holiday in the province. They say uh, that this will give all Ontarians an opportunity to reflect on the remarkable life of Queen Elizabeth II and her unrelenting commitment to service and duty. It also allows students to be in school learning about the many contributions that the Queen made to the people of Ontario, Canada, and the entire Commonwealth, as well as uh, the accession of King Charles III. I think we would have learned more if we were at home watching it. Nobody would be watching it. Mm-mm. I mean, people, people would be watching it. Don't get me wrong, but you don't need Not a holiday. Everybody. Okay? Yeah, you don't yeah. need a holiday. We don't need a holiday. And no. the uh, and I think the other half of it too. What they don't want to say yes. is that 
in order to shut the country down, business-wise, right? Yes, For yes. an entire day. Right. It, like, you're losing... X well, amount, like companies would be losing so much money. Well, right? that's the that's the whole thing is that the Canadian Federation, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, um, they were the ones that were urging the province not to declare it a statutory holiday. One, mm -hmm. because it was such short notice. Yeah. But two, if you're a business that just can't close, then you got to pay holiday time, mm -hmm. which equals like billions of dollars, apparently. Right. Well, so and on top of that. Right. They can't have two holidays within one month because if they gave everybody the 19th off yeah then like 11 days later you have truth and reconciliation day which which not which not everybody gets not off everybody though. gets which off but a lot of people do this month it would have been labor day queen elizabeth oh, yeah. day labor and day as well i don't think that truth and reconciliation day is a holiday yes, it is it is is it we're mm -hmm. not here but kids go to school do they uh, not? I don't think so. No? Mm -mm. Oh, I know. I, I don't know. I don't think it's a whole, I don't think it's a thing that everybody gets off. I really don't. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because it's just so new, mm -hmm. but I, I could be wrong about that if I am. I'll tell you I'm wrong. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, the Emmy Awards dipped to an all-time low after last year's oh. all-time low. Uh, we hear this every year. Well, I know, but this is like a super low. Uh, 5.92 million people tuned into the uh, Emmy Awards. Uh, but it's, I had you know, no it's, idea what was going on. I know, anyway. it's, but it goes up against football, right? Oh. Like that's the that's the problem. Is that it, whether it's Sunday night now or Monday night now, whether it's CBS or NBC, uh, it goes up against uh, football. In context, that is nineteen percent down from last year's, and last year's was another all time low. So uh, not looking good, and I don't know if it's going to be on NBC next year. I don't know who's running it next year, but once again, it's if they if they don't move it to just like a different part of the year, it's going to go up against football, oh. and you cannot win when you no. go up against football. And when on Sunday, like, because you know me, huge football fan, right? yes, like massive fan, yeah, like you had like everyone playing. What well, was a Seahawks like, game that killed everybody? Patriots right? and Dolphins, Colts yeah. and Texans. <sighs> The Jets were playing. The Giants were playing. Come on now. Right? The Raiders were playing. Yeah. The Cowboys. Like, yeah. come on. So that's why they had to move it to Monday, right? And then, but you go up against Monday night football. Like, you just, you, you're not going to win. It like, was also the first Monday night football. Right. Yes. Season, right? Yes. It was the first Monday nighter, which is uh, which is nuts. Uh, and I was also reading uh, Better Call Saul. I love Better Call Saul. Mm. And this final season was, I was like, I was 100% on board, but there was just some parts of it that I just did not like. Okay. But then it and, and it ended in in sort of a cool did way. Did you end right? up finishing? I did. I finished season? it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had no idea. Better Call Saul nominated over over its uh, sixth season run, 46 Emmy Award nominations. Wow. Zero wins. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's what that's oh, why all man. the Better Call Saul fans are pissed off was because this was the, Yeah, but, but still. still, man, 44, especially because like Bob Odenkirk, first of all, the guy almost died filming this past season yeah. right he's beloved too and in this past season like especially this season he really played three characters right like he played saul mm -hmm. he played jimmy mcgill mm -hmm. who is who saul was before he was saul and then he plays gene who's the guy who is living in like nebraska or something like that like he basically played like three different characters this season and uh no uh no win of course for rhea oh, seahorn as well which a lot of people are pissed off about um it's just reading an article asking whether or not Ted Lasso deserved to win uh, the Emmy for Best Comedy for the second season of Ted Lasso. And why did they say no? Or because, why did they say, what were the reasons? Well, Because obviously they, one, the, one the because writer it, probably thought that it didn't. One, because it, was not the, it wasn't at the same level as season one. 
Agreed. On, a, on, on any levels in the show, like Agreed. emotionally or everything else. They had that one really weird episode with Beard. With Beard? Yeah. yeah oh. That one really weird episode. That one ruined the rest and, of the and season. Then, and then when you look at the, the competition that it was that it was up against, like it was up against uh, what we do in the shadows, Barry, Mrs. Maisel, uh, Abbott Elementary, and Only Murders in the Building. Oh. And to me, Only Murders in the Building should have won that Emmy. Clear right? winner. Like, yeah. yeah so, Agreed. yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posting his uh, video with his doctor um, getting his colonoscopy, and they found something. Listen to this. I was able to find an extremely subtle polyp. Potentially life-saving for you. I'm not being overly dramatic. I, I mean, love I, it. You had no symptoms. Yeah. Seriously, thank you for pushing me to do this. can't believe you pumped all that aviation gin into my IV. Nice. <laughs> out. Could have ended up developing into cancer and causing all sorts of problems. Instead, you're not only diagnosing the polyp, you're taking it out. So nobody would know that they had this. But he reached the age of screening, 45. He got a routine screening, and there you go. And that's why people need to do this. This saves lives, pure and simple. Wow. Crazy, huh? Ryan they found something. Mm. Yeah, hey, yeah. Have you done one? Have I? No, I haven't. And I had one scheduled and then COVID. Like, I hit right when COVID happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And everything was just so difficult to I mean, plan Mocha's at the time. For that. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Years. You got decades before uh-huh. you Bruh. have to worry. You get your colonoscopy. But I know what years. I got to do. Yeah. I know who to call. You're in your years more. Have you had one? Next, next year. No, I haven't. You have not had one? No. You, you're going to get one when you turn 45? How old I, are you? 44. Are you really? Mm. Mm. That's yeah. suspect to I me. Mean, yes. Yeah? Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. I, even though, even the, man. Mm, 44 yeah. plus. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Now I know how Trump felt with Obama's birth certificate. You know what I mean? I feel the same way about Maury. I feel the same. I just will not believe. Like, Maury can even show it to me, yeah. and I still wouldn't believe. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, so it looks like the uh, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera feud is back. What is going on? With I, those okay, two? so apparently Christina Aguilera unfollowed Britney Spears on Instagram. Girl, <laughs> thank you. So Britney posted a meme, and mm-hmm. it was an old joke from Rodney Dangerfield. And the joke goes: I found there was only one way to look thin: hang out with fat people. Okay. And then Britney wrote that if talking about being back in the day Mm -hmm. because Britney was writing about how she had no control over anything, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Who was hired, who was on stage with her, all of this stuff she had no control. And so after posting that joke, I found there was only one way to look thin, hang out with fat people from the late great comedian Rodney Dangerfield. Britney wrote in her post as part of that post, if I had Christina Aguilera's dancers, I would have looked extremely small. No, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't say that. And then everybody exploded and accused Britney of calling Christina or at least her dancers fat. And mm. then it all just became a big giant oh, thing. Me, right? Girl. So Britney then writes this. Uh, By no means was I being critical of Christina's beautiful body. Uh, It is what it is. I flew to see her show once, and the main thing I noticed was the difference of our people on stage, she wrote. Uh, By no means did I even mention Christina. Look at my post. I was inspired by her show, and she is a beautiful woman of power. Thank you, Christina, for inspiring me. She goes on to say, to be honest, I'm not trying to be critical of anyone. 
What I posted is a projection of the insecurities I deal with all the time as a result of how my parents and the media have treated me. I would never intentionally body shame anybody because I know what that feels like. So that's Britney's explanation. I don't know if that's like thoughts, anybody? Oh, that deserves the unfollow. <laughs> Deepa, that's Christina. an unfollow? Yeah, that's uh -huh. an unfollow? I, I can see why Christina's I, mad. Yeah, I can see why she's mad as well. Like, you literally <laughs> called out her dancers. I'm like, no, I didn't mean to. Oh, Britney. Right, no. take her phone. I would, listen, Britney hasn't done it. Like, she doesn't, like, she's been I know, literally, she doesn't know the world. Right? It's it's like that old Brendan Fraser movie where, like, remember when Brendan Fraser lived in the bomb shelter his dad mm -hmm. built and the, because he thought there was a nuclear war happening and then he came out 30 years later and he didn't understand the world? What's that? Right? Uh, uh, blast from the Past. Blast from the Past, yeah. Right? That's Britney right now, okay? Know, we have to, like, assume, no, she, I know. Okay? I know. Like, how you say things and everything else. Like, to her, that joke is so still what? hysterical, so right? Britney gets pass yeah no i'm not saying she gets a pass i'm not saying she gets a pass but i'm just i'm just saying that i think that you have to look a little deeper into uh into her explanations uh anyway to me that's an unfollow as well although i, I haven't unfollowed people have said awful things about me and i haven't unfollowed them um but where are we here so everyone it's a free-for-all right it's a free-for-all at ross weston stop it no no please i don't want anybody to just no i can't deal at all today with people saying terrible things to me okay the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so once again, a judge has denied Taylor Swift's request to strike down a copyright infringement lawsuit over Shake It Off. So uh, mm -hmm. if you remember, as a reminder, um, there's two songwriters suing Taylor Swift over Shake It Off. They, they say she stole the lyric from them, mm -hmm. uh, from their song, Players Gonna Play. This is the uh, group 3LW. Yo, I remember that song. Right? Yeah. And so, and then, so here's, uh, here's, uh, Taylor Swift, as we all know from Shake It Off. Okay, and now here is Players Gonna Play by 3LW. Back in the day. Damn it, Mario, I'll start with you. Thievery or not thievery? Lawsuit thievery. or no lawsuit? Thievery. thievery. Okay. Uh, Shem? Hell no. Hell no, oh, says wait. Shem. All right, Mocha, you say what? I'm with, damn it, Maury, thievery. Thievery. Yes. Okay, Deepa? I'm with Shem, not thievery. Not thievery. Oh, oh, here we go. Deciding vote, okay. Rob. Hold on. Let's yes. play the evidence again, okay? okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Exhibit A, Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Okay, and we present Exhibit B. 3LW. Okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Here, okay, listen. Okay, I'm the I'm the toe breaker right now, right? Okay, is it's you guys are all on two different sides now. So here's what I will say. Oftentimes when these ridiculous lawsuits pop up, they are from a song that is so buried and underground that there is no chance that anybody would be possibly influenced by a song that we did not even know existed. Yeah. They seem like cash grabs. Now, that said, as soon as we play Players Gonna Play by 3LW, Mocha, yeah. you started singing along. You know that song. Yes. So I would say in this situation, is there a chance that Taylor Swift or her writers... Um, had heard and been influenced by the 3LW song. I would say, yes, there's probably a very good chance. Now, mm -hmm. 
also, with that lyric, as you first heard it, Mocha, and started yeah. singing along, I think that even if you weren't deliberately ripping off that lyric, mm-hmm. I think it's in poor taste to steal both lines. Mm-hmm. I think you could say player's going to play, and then you can say haters, haters going to hate. I don't think you can say both in a song where somebody already did that right. to, in a song where people recognize <laughs> immediately. A very recognizable song by 3LW, Players right. Gonna Play. Thank you. From the year 2000. Peaked right. at number 81 on the Billboard right. Hot 100. So. Right. 81. That's not bad, right? I don't think we celebrated this track then, but maybe right. we should today. Right. Right. Peaked at number 81. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I've never peaked listen, at 81. Taylor Swift, I mean... You know, our song got number one, right? Peaked at number one. Well, like, listen, okay, right. But still, yeah, right. shout out to 3LW. Yeah. Back right. in the year 2000. Okay. Peaked at 81. Look, let's let's play the 100. evidence again one more time. Let's play the evidence again one more time. Happy okay. to. Okay, now give me that banger okay. from 3LW. Yeah. Peaking at number 81. Haters, they're gonna hate. Fellas, they're gonna pause. Anybody want to change their answer? Got colors, they're gonna call. No. They ain't got nothing to do with me and you. No losses. You still sham, though, huh? Should Adele sue, should Lionel Richie sue Adele for saying hello? No, because that's what's, no, that's one word. Come on now, you know, you know, you know there's a difference. People, people steal lyrics and share lyrics all the time. Musicality-wise, those songs are completely different. Yeah, and if Your you Honor. steal, you get sued. Nah. Right? You're running uh, I'm, with, I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm with three. Wow. I'm team three LW me, on this me one. Too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? Oh, listen to this. So Jason Momoa, we, we talked about this, that he cut all his hair off. Well, mm-hmm. like he shaved the underside and then the back and his ponytails and everything else up. Um to raise awareness for single-use plastics and then he just he put a video on his uh on insta where he was back in hawaii or going back to hawaii and about to get on a plane Mm. and here play that this is just jason talking about how much he loves hawaii first of all (laughs) on the wrong baby hey check it out hawaiian airlines proud to be hawaiian proud to ride hawaiian airlines the best part is it goes to new zealand finally again Hawaiian Airlines, I love you for this. I got something pretty, something special for you. Whoa! So when he says, I got something special for you, Jason Momoa takes off his hat. And imagine your hair right now, right? Like Mm -hmm. over your ears, like shave all of that off. Almost like if you're doing like a mohawk kind of thing, right? Sure. So the sides of his head are all completely bald. Uh And when he takes off his hat, what you see is a giant head tattoo. Of what? Uh, you know the design, the sort of like Hawaiian thing that he has on his arm? The like tribal, his arm. T- yeah. yeah. He has that, but on the side of his head. So it starts at his temple, what? goes down over his ear, oh. and then all the way down no. to his neck. Yeah, look at, just Google right now, Jason Momoa head tattoo. Like that is, when you're that good looking... And you go and get a head tattoo? Like Make you better looking. Oh, you think so? A head tattoo more? Yeah, but I thought you it was know hot. what? If he grows his hair out, then... I know, but like you can, you would still see, I think, a little bit, like at the sides, just a little bit of it. But first of all, head tattoos got to hurt like hell, man. Yeah. Um, that looks like it was painful. Yeah. Because the shading... Yeah, it's a lot of black. Uh-huh. And it goes all the way down <laughs> past his ear, like past his left ear to like right down to his neck. Yeah. Just above and his it's shoulder. Thick. 
Right? Oh man, his arms are huge. I know, but it's thick too. Like it's not like a, a swirly design. No. Like I there's think that's just a start to more. I think he's going to be doing more. You think so? Huh? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, Good I'm one, Maury. Because you know what? It looks like. It. I wonder. So they're like three lines of repeating. Um, like triangles. It's triangles. just triangles, right? Yeah. yeah. So you got line one, line two, line three, right? Yeah. I wonder if you know how the Rock. On his left arm, he's got the chest tattoo that yeah. goes that wraps his shoulder. He's got the half sleeve it goes yeah, down to yeah. uh, to his elbow. I wonder if Jason Momoa is going to continue that tat that from his neck tattoo. over his shoulder yeah, onto his arm, maybe. And then because if you look at his that's left, a, if you look at his left arm, statement though to get look, a full If you look at his left tattoo. arm, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, lines yeah, up yeah, because yeah, on his yeah, forearm, yeah. it's the exact same design. Yeah. So he could. That space I mean, it's of a empty. Bore, I know that's a boring tattoo, though. No, to no, do no, the same tattoo, repeating little triangles all over your body. He won't do that, stupid. though. This section here in between yeah. is going to be something else. So the yeah. start and end of the so, design huh? is going to be the the triangles. Yeah. That's what I think he's going for. That looks like it hurt like hell, though. Yeah, big time. I got a tattoo not that long ago. And, Did you? Uh, yeah, I hadn't had a tattoo in a real long time. Oh, where'd so, you get it? Um, like where on my body? Yeah. Right there, my arm. How come I've never seen that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not looking at your arms enough. Yeah, I don't Let know. Let me see. I just got a bunch of flowers. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You got that like three years ago. This? Yeah, right? No, no I got this like two months ago. Oh. oh. Yeah. Actually, no, I got it in May. I guess it would have been. How do we not around. notice? I don't know. I don't Man, know. We don't hang out enough. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But getting a tattoo in the summer sucks. Like even for Jason Momoa, getting a tattoo when you're in Hawaii yeah. sucks because it's like dodging bullets because you can't get it in the sun. You can't yeah. get it wet for like two weeks. Did like, you have to or, wrap it in Yeah, in it sucked. Like when I got this tattoo, I was like, oh, I got the I got it at the wrong time of year, man. Uh-huh. Like Did I couldn't you know go in the wanted, pool for two weeks. You wanted flowers? And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, get first more problems. I can't go in the pool for two yes. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got more news to do. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Deflect, deflect, okay, I don't, need, I don't need to get roasted. I don't need to get roasted. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Nick Cannon just welcomed his ninth baby. Hey, with model uh, Lanisha mm. Cole. I feel like we congratulated Nick Cannon Every on babies. Goddamn day <laughs> earlier this year. Every At least two more times. times. Every damn day. We're cla- <laughs> My hands are sore from clapping for Nick Cannon. Every and damn day. <laughs> his babies. <laughs> Every damn day. Uh, he says uh, once again today. Once again today, yeah. I am in awe of the divine feminine. Uh, he goes on to say that God has given me and uh, uh, Lanisha Cole the privilege of hosting an angel here on earth. I vow to protect, provide, guide, and love this child to the best of my abilities. Man, nothing says I got a whole lot of kids when you have to end your statement by to the best of my abilities, yeah. huh? <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> Every damn day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, okay. So I understood that Snoop and Eminem, that they had some sort of feud going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they did the Super Bowl together, they were sort of like, looked like they were all good. Like they were hugging and everything. But I don't know when they made up or like what the feud was even about i only recently found out that they had a feud you, okay, i had so no you, idea oh, okay. that they were feuding because it wasn't like a public a public thing and i right. think it was just a big misunderstanding okay that's what i get from right the story that i think snoop maybe presented eminem with a song and said, hey, would you drop a verse on this? Yeah. And then M was like, well, let me listen to it first. Like, let me listen to the music first, and then I'll let you know. Right. And then I guess Snoop felt 
slighted, super offended by that. Because he didn't say yes right, right because away, they regardless all collaborate of what. Together, I gotcha. right? All I the gotcha. all the, the the guys under Dr. Dre's umbrella, yeah, they've right. all collaborated together. Hey, you hop on my track. Yeah. I'll do a verse on your track. We'll do X amount of songs on each cool. other's albums. So it was just a matter of asking and you saying yes. And I think maybe Snoop assumed that Eminem would say yes because. Why wouldn't he? So here is uh, Eminem talking about what the actual thing was that got them back together. Me and me and Snoop had a, our little issue, and then when when Dre, when that thing happened with Dre, the brain aneurysm thing. Oh. Yeah, Dre got sick, and and it was a scare for sure. And we were like, "Bro, this is stupid. This is yeah. stupid as hell to be feuding right now." So. I don't remember if I called him or he called me. I can't remember, but yeah, we talked it out. And and I think that there was a miscommunication at the time in regards to him being on my album, The Mathers LP, Bitch Please yeah. 2. And I think he had wanted to do something with me and maybe gave you the idea or something. And you just said, you said something to the effect of, well, let's hear what the song is first. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see what, what, what the type of song is. And I think he, he said the way that he took it was kind of like, that I don't f- with him. Yeah, he was looking for you to do something for him for his record in for a long sort of time. Return, return and, for the for that and and whatever I said was relayed back to him in a way that he didn't like and he thought uh, that meant that you didn't f- with him, yeah, yeah. which yeah. obviously wasn't the case. Right, which I explained to him like I'm like, bro, Doggy Style changed changed my life. Of course, looked up to him forever. The other voice, gotcha. by the way, yeah. that you hear in that interview is Eminem's manager. Oh, I got you. Right. So a lot of stuff gets filtered through his manager as well um, before it gets presented to Eminem. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let me play this wild clip. So Selma Blair has a a new book out. Uh, It's called uh, Mean Baby, A Memoir of Growing Up. And Selma Blair also going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Selma Blair also dealing with MS, uh, sort of making a comeback. Like, love it. Everything is sort of coming up Selma Blair. Uh, But this is her talking to Drew Barrymore about her relationship with her father and why it went sour, but also how her father tried to turn years ago Drew Barrymore against her. Against so, yeah, so, yeah, listen, to, listen to this. Listen to this story. It's a, it's like it's, it's a full, it's a full section of this interview. But this is a fascinating because we've heard so much about Brittany and the relationship that she had with her dad mm-hmm. and how controlling it was, and like how can a father not support their daughter? So listen to the story that Selma Blair talks about her father. I, I get this job on a film with Brandon Maxwell, who is I think that was his name. It was small, but I thought, my God, I'm making a film. This story. I can do this. I told my father on the phone, I got this audition and I think I got this part and I'd give him all this information. He was curious. And next thing I knew, they informed me that FedEx letters were going, uh, claiming I was a heroin addict. Coincidentally, I, I never was a heroin addict. No, you never but, tried it. And, and I never tried it. But, you know, it was a real kind of poison pen letter about me claiming to be an agent. And this went on. They got like 11 in one day, 16 in another. They told me, and eventually, and they fired me before even shooting and were lovely to me, but explained, we just don't know what's going on, the liability. Like, we don't believe this. But I thought, it wasn't signed by me. It was accusing me. And I didn't know where it was coming from. I had no idea where it was coming from. Later, time goes on. I'm getting more and more afraid. This is going on in my life. And then I hear from a detective. Someone has been writing letters to Drew Barrymore. Many poison pen letters signed by Selma Blair. And eventually, long story short, found out that it was my father, someone involved with my father. 
and he was letting this information get to her. And then when he found out it was her, and I said, I can't, you know, he chose her and didn't believe me. Why? Said, no, you she's not that? doing this. You're, wow. you're also ruining her life. You put a Mickey in her drink at Starbucks. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in New York. So, I've never met her. So but the it dad's was girlfriend. I didn't know what I would do. Like, this was someone that was intent on doing this, and Why my father did he believed. Do it? I don't know. So, so, the dad's so that was it, and he admitted at the end, I know what I did is wrong. I know it wasn't you. And we never had a real makeup. I mean, my whole adult life after that, once I found out it was him, I had to cut him out. So Whoa. her dad, so Selma Blair was young, got a movie, really happy that she got a movie, super proud, told her dad. The dad's girlfriend started writing letters to the studio saying that Selma Blair was a heroin addict. Jeez. And then they, they fired her from the movie because they're like, we don't know if this is true or not true. We believe you, but we can't deal with this. There's like insurance things. Mm -hmm. And then she, she hired a private detective, <clears throat> found out that the private detective that this girlfriend of, the, of her dad's was so hell-bent on ruining her reputation in Hollywood that she was writing awful letters to Drew Barrymore. But why? Because and the two signing, of them no, didn't just, get along? I, no, I'm guessing that it, these were just many letters that were sent to many people no, 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 but signed like, Selma Blair. She didn't get along? Like Selma no, I don't, Blair think it had any, the... I don't think it had anything to even do with Drew Barrymore. No, but no, it was just Selma Blair didn't get along with the dad's girlfriend, maybe. I like don't they think had... she knew the girlfriend. Oh, so she maybe said the she girlfriend even, was like jealous or something? something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but this man, went on. So yeah, sad. crazy, and right? And the dad still took the, the girlfriend's side. And when it all came out man, and all the truth right. was out there, the dad chose the girlfriend over uh, over his daughter. Right. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So they just canceled this big Matthew McConaughey movie that what? he's just about to start shooting. They were like weeks away from shooting. And uh -huh. uh, Carrie Scoglund was set to direct it. She's awesome, by the way. Okay. She directed um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. love that series. Yeah. Um, and it was, I'm trying to, it was called, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is, uh, Dallas Sting. And it was about a 1984 trip of a girls' soccer team that traveled to China and then they gained all odds, whatever, um, defeated some of the best competitors in the world. And McConaughey was going to play the coach. But then listen to this. It says, uh, sources say Skydance and the producers received disturbing allegations surrounding aspects of the true story on which the drama was based. That investigation led Skydance and the producers to pull the plug oh. so i guess they were basing this as some sort of true story and then they got information that maybe said it wasn't a true story but um anyway if you had heard about that big matthew mcconaughey soccer movie that yeah. uh, that they were doing it's uh not happening canceled the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh last night on jimmy kimmel he apologized to Quinta Brunson um, from Abbott Elementary. I don't know if you remember on the Emmy Awards. Uh, Will Arnett, right after Jimmy Kimmel lost to John Oliver, mm -hmm. like Will Arnett dragged Jimmy Kimmel on stage like he was dead or he was drunk or he was something and then just left him there. And Will Arnett presented the next award. And the next award went to um, Quinta Brunson. And she did her whole acceptance speech with Jimmy Kimmel lying on the stage beside her. Oh, right? he didn't even get up? No, and everybody, he just committed to the bit, right? Yeah. And then everybody was like, he sort of stole her thunder, and people really, really went oh. in on Jimmy Kimmel for Did this. Did she think that too? She's, I mean, she gets comedy and everything else, so she tried to cool things down. But anyway, last night on Jimmy Kimmel Live, mm -hmm. he had Quinta Brunson on to, I guess, like apologize to her. That was a dumb comedy bit that um, we thought it would be funny. I lost, and then I drank too much, and I had to be dragged out on the stage. Mm -hmm. And then people 
people got upset. Mm-hmm. Um, they said I stole your moment, mm-hmm. and um, and maybe I did. And I'm very sorry if I did do that. I'm sorry I did do that actually. And also, the last thing I would ever want to do is upset you because I think so much of you, and um, and I, you know, I think you know that. I hope you know that. I do. Well, Jimmy, let me just say thank you. It is very kind of you to say that. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I guess she interrupted his monologue and like, oh. like, like all this other stuff. Like they, they good, did good. it, but yeah, but no, people really, oh, wow. really I didn't know that they were not cool with that at all. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian on with James Corden. Already talking about uh, who her next boyfriend should be. Oh, <laughs> what? Excuse me? <laughs> She's taking applications? Yes, I guess so. So uh, what kind of what kind of guy should Kim date next, right? You go from Kanye to Pete Davidson, you know, like that is one way to another way. Mm-hmm. But uh, but who should Kim, uh, who should Kim hook up with next? You are currently single, happily single. Yes. Yes, currently single. Now, <laughs> I sympathize in many ways. I cannot begin to imagine how... Kim Kardashian looks for a partner. How do you I find... It's not like you're going to bump into someone in Ralph's, you know? How do you do it? Do you, do you get set up by friends? Do you go on a dating app? How, yes. does, how does Kim K get a date? I haven't really thought about it because mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. I'm not looking. I just want to chill for a minute. I think I need some time to myself and yeah. to focus, finish school, all that. But I think my next route will... I feel like I have to do something, like, go to different places. Clearly, it's not working, whatever I'm doing. Right. So I feel, I don't know, maybe, like, a hospital and meet a doctor. Right. A, 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 a law firm. I think it's going to be, like, scientist, neuroscientist, biochemist, neuroscientist. Right. doctor, attorney. That's right. maybe what I envision in I the I like future. where your mind's at here. So if we in ever see, like, paparazzi shots of like Kim Kardashian spotted at NASA will be like, ah. Yes. She's back out at it. She's not back out at it. She yes. is. No, you know what? Yeah. I think Kim, like, lower than what you're used to. I don't not know. Not even if... on that level of yeah. doctor, scientist, anything no. like that. So it's like, about profession for her and not look? <laughs> yes. Like, what if it was yeah. just a normal dude that like like a drywaller yes yeah one of those guys like just a nor- like a normal guy yeah, yeah he's renting in in la it's it's interesting when he brought up you know how does a kim kardashian like meet a new guy and then he's like you know are you on the apps are friends setting you up and then you know realistically she met her last boyfriend oh so i met him when i was invited to host saturday night live yeah right no, like exactly. it's not a regular world no totally. right yeah i don't think that kim kardashian can't date a civilian no, I... she cannot date a civilian. There's no and way. A, there's be... no way that only happens in movies when, like, the blue collar, rough and tumble guy with the pickup truck who's out back fixing her sprinklers, and they That's wind up the falling guy in love. For her. No, no, That's no. That's the guy. No civilian could handle that world. There's just, there's no way. One be... of her landscapers. No. That's the <laughs> Come guy. On now. Knows the come house. On, come on. Right, sees her all the yeah, time. The guy, says what's up. I was, the guy who puts her winter tires on. Well, That's I guess she wouldn't need guy. winter tires in Calabasas. But you know what I mean? That guy, right? Yes. Yeah? Yes. That's not going to happen. No. That's true love. That's a Hallmark movie right no, there. No, no, no. Came, came by to like fix the, the 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 wobbly patio stone in the backyard around the pool. That yes, guy. That's the guy. No, you can't date that guy. She can't date. Why a not? No, those guys There's, are trouble. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. 
<laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.